Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Yeah, I was wondering what you were going to come up with for this movie. Yes, tonight we will be watching uh, another Sybil Danning gem called Panther Squad. Is it the Panther (laughs) Squad or just Panther Squad? I I think it's just Uh, I think it's just Panther Squad. Yeah, Yeah, Panther Squad. This came out in 1984. (laughs) Look, Jank cut up clips. Oh, that was tremendous. Yeah, uh, 1984. And Sybil Danning leads her own personal army of female commandos to try and rescue a female astronaut who is being held hostage by, I don't know, it's very complicated. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll talk about it's it later. so complicated. Needlessly elaborate, for sure. <laughs> we'll discuss it later. It's pretty much seemed uh, like the Black Diamond movie. <laughs> they were oh, yeah, good, good callback. Yeah, Black Diamond. <laughs> yeah. The comic books starring Sybil Danning. Uh, but I love Sybil Danny, and uh, Tuffy, he likes Sybil Danny, too, but he's not here tonight. He's out uh, playing grab-ass no, up there in Michigan. Yeah. So he's not here birthday. Yet. Oh, that's right. Happy birthday, Tuffy. I forgot all about that. I yeah. should have messaged him or something. Yeah. I did. I hit him up on Facebook. Look at you. I did my part. <laughs> wow. Here, let me do that live on the show. Let's just say... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah well, happy no, birthday, Tuffy. Yeah, I'll do it on the Twitters. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, send in a Facebook Messenger, or he will never see it, or if he yeah. does, he just won't reply. <laughs> we <laughs> won't know. <laughs> so, happy birthday to Tuffy! Uh, now, last week on the show, Jank, we uh, we went way over last week. Like, yeah, we were we pushing did. four hours, I think, because we were trying to figure, <laughs> we were trying to figure out like very nearly because. Uh, uh, several months ago, we thought that they always just cut you off at, uh, after three hours, and then you're done. But actually, we learned that you, they actually keep recording after three hours, even though it tells mm-hmm. you all on your screen that it says you're done. So uh, we, we decided we'll just keep on yapping and to see how long we can go before they shut it down. Kind of like uh, Seinfeld episode where Kramer's uh, – you, you never saw that one because it was a later season. But uh, Kramer <laughs> was going to buy a car. He wanted to see how though. much gas was still on when the, you know, it said it was empty. 
So they just kept driving. <laughs> so uh, nice. that's what we were trying to do last week. And then we got tired and we quit. But we went over uh, probably good, close to 340, I think. And Tuffy told us an amazing story uh, about how he cut his hair. Tuffy got a haircut. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sadly, that story has been lost. <laughs> oh, no. Because what I learned this sure? week, Jake, yeah, because I went back and checked. And while you, they record, they stop at three hours and 13 minutes. Ooh. I don't know why that number. number specifically. But, yeah, the last okay. several episodes have all stopped at three hours and 13 minutes. So. <laughs> and we're like Saturday Night Live. We saved the, like, the weirdest and best stuff for that last you know, segment yes. at the very end. So people are really missing the gold. Yeah, but Tuffy, uh, he told a great story about getting his hair cut, and then he tweeted out pictures uh, before and after the haircut. They were magnificent. Um, so I, I would like yeah. everyone to go to their Twitter machines and he look had up quite Tuffy's the head haircut. Of hair there. Yeah, he yeah. did. Like a young, <laughs> like a young Chris Hemsworth. That's Tuffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except I can't. I've never seen Chris Hemsworth like water ski on one foot. Hell no. I can't even do it. Hey, but maybe if I can't come to terms with Tuffy on water ski school, I can get that Chris Hemsworth to play the part. <laughs> there you go. You'll at least be able to get, like, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. even know how many Hemsworths there are, but <laughs> can't be good. Uh, all right, so anyway, for this big fake radio show, though, uh, at 9 – oh, I was going to say 9 – the B block on the show, about a half hour into the show, uh, we'll call our old buddy Miles Watson because he loves Sybil Danning. And I know I was reluctant. I couldn't figure out what movie to pick for this week. And I was reluctant to go with Sybil Danning because Tuffy's not here. And uh, if it's just you, Jake, you tend to make fun of Sybil Danning, and I won't tolerate that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't appreciate that at all. (laughs) There may have been a crack at Sybil Danning's expense in uh, my birthday message to Tuffy. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. But Miles Watson, he loves Sybil Danning. So uh, we'll bring him on here to talk about that. And uh, I also put together a uh, top 11 list because you guys have a comic book uh, feud going over in Flea Market Fantasy because uh, you're trying to see who can be on that show the most. I don't know why, <laughs> but you both seem to enjoy it. <laughs> so I put together a no top, 11, <laughs> top 11 list of comics, like kind of obscure comics that we haven't done on Flea Market Fantasy that oh. we probably should. So maybe one of the – because I think Miles is going to be appearing on Flea Market Fantasy in the coming weeks. So maybe we'll find a book for him to do on this list. We'll okay. Start. Yeah, it's like yeah. testing the waters. Yeah. We'll <laughs> or put, also give you chunk, some ideas. See if he bites. When you come back on um, yeah. next January. Yeah, if Mike January. L. ever lets him pick a book instead of making me read <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. That's what Mike L. does. All right. So By the way, I did uh, – Spidercast this week, and yes. uh, he made me do the whole voice recording and trying to send that over file over to him. Oh, God no. damn, was that a nightmare! <laughs> it took me like I think all of two hours after the show trying to get this thing to load to Google Drive and shit. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I send it. I use WeTransfer.com to send the file. To, uh, oh, okay. That's easier. I'll try that next time. Because yeah, this was this was insane. Yeah, uh, Mike, Mike L and I, we've been doing this flea market fantasy for almost three years now, and I think it's like 140 episodes or something. And I, I, I don't think we figured out how to do my audio properly until like episode 120. <laughs> so I think, we, I think we finally have it figured out. 
but it took a while. Yep. Yeah, it's not an easy process. Mr. So, <laughs> IT over there. Yeah, I know that's what he does for. He's got it down, but the rest of us. <laughs> it's Mike L. Struggling. He works in like IT at a college. He knows all this technical shit. He's always filming things. He's editing things, doing all this stuff. Every time I call him to do flea market fantasy, uh, he picks up and he's always scrambling and he can't figure out how to turn his mic on. He has old battery. I, I think his house is like 85% loose batteries. That's all I hear whenever it's just <laughs> loose batteries rolling around on the ground, dropping on chairs. Like what's going he's on over there? Because he just steps on them and rolls. Yeah. Well, but he, he always has the wrong headphones, the wrong microphone. Every so this week when we recorded, I picked up. The, he called me on Skype and I picked up, expecting you know have another fifteen minute delay. But he was ready to go right away. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> oh my god! Wow. But uh, yeah, <laughs> turning over a new leaf. <laughs> also, Mike L said he recorded another scene for for his movie, and uh, I think he has just Wasn't one he day down to like only needed two scenes. Yeah, yeah, I think he has one please. day left. So hopefully that'll be done soon. And we'll get Mike Hill on to talk about that. That'll be good. I hope I they don't get that. the guy who edited this movie to fucking do his movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anther Squad. <laughs> Coming up in the B block. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But until all that, until we do all that with Miles, hey, we we got some time to just chat, Jenny. Just me and you. How's it going, oh. buddy? How's it going? <laughs> oh, you know what? It's, it's been a week. I'll, I'll say that. Oh, you got I made a purchase this week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I did something this week. Um, so I've been, you know, gaining some weight. <laughs> oh, really? Do, as you get older. <laughs> How much do you weigh? Um, I'd be mean, probably like 195-ish. Really? 195? Yeah. And how tall of a yeah. man are you? I'm not so tall, like 5'8". <laughs> <laughs> wow. 5'8", 195. Holy yeah. hell. That's solid. Getting stocky there. Yeah. That's uh, a... <laughs> Yeah. I am. Uh, I, I had a physical this week, Jack. This is the story I was going to tell you. Um, oh. I get, went for my annual physical because uh, I don't know. I feel obligated. I don't know why, but I, I still go every year. And, <laughs> you got to uh, make always, the most out of that insurance. Yeah, I'm always dreading it, you know, because I, I feel fine. Like, I don't think you should go to a doctor unless there's a problem because the, nothing good is going to come out of you going to the doctor if you feel all right. You know, the only yeah. thing they're just going to either find something terrible or it's a waste of your time. So, uh, but I yeah. still go, and uh, I was dreading it. I'm like, oh, they're going to find something awful. But uh, it's, I'm I'm five eleven, one fifty five. Just uh, oh wow, <laughs> I wish I, I was still that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty great. So they did the uh, they did my blood work. You know, they ran all the blood tests and everything. And when they got the results back, right at the top it just said, "Wow, this is a specimen!" Exclamation. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Then, like, then there's so like a little a sperm sample. We asked for blood. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a little parenthetical comment in the margin. It's like, hey, is this Captain America? No, no, no. It's just me. It's not me. It's just me. But uh, yeah. So my blood uh-huh. work is stellar. Uh, but yeah, 5'11, 155. But hey, hey, Jack, uh, I don't know. How old a man are you now there, Jack? Uh, 39. I'll be 40 39. at the end of the year. All right. Well, uh, don't go. Uh, do you go to a yearly physical? Uh, I mean, I go probably at least once or twice a year, just because of my heart stuff. But yeah. Okay. Because I think right when I turn forty, every time you go, they stick a finger up your ass. So. Oh no. Enjoy that. 
Well, time to find a doctor with no fingers. <laughs> so you're just talking to the doctor there, yeah, and uh, we're just shooting the breeze. Then he goes, hey, time to check the prostate. I'm like, hey, what? <laughs> Can we not do that? Yeah, so, if you just got that done last year, how bad could it be? Yeah, apparently it's an annual thing. They got it. And then uh, 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 before I, I spoke to the doctor, the nurse is there. He's like, hey, you're, uh, you know, I'm 47 now. I'm a very old man. And they're like, hey, uh, you should. Rec- it's recommended that you get a colonoscopy done. And I'm oh, like, hey, no. I'm not doing that. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fingers it. enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing it. So they give you this test. It's not a full two-car garage back there. And they give you a little home test you take, uh, a little thing you take home. And uh, you're supposed to, like, put a sample of, of fecal matter in this thing. <laughs> oh. Seal it up and mail yeah, it like in. Yeah, like a Cologuard or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. That's what commercials for. Yeah. And uh, I guess maybe I'll do that at some point, but it's sitting over there on my uh, desk. And, yeah, I forgot all about it until I just started talking about it here. But um, You're going to be like, why is it all green? Well, I just eat nothing but, you know, <laughs> weird brown rice and good beans. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I've been eating a lot of uh, that stuff again, like the beans and whatnot. But I switched from good mm-hmm. bean to a company called uh, – oh, fuck, what's it called? Vienna bean. bean. It's something like, like oh. Vienna or something. And they're, they're they're still dry but not quite as dry as good bean. So <laughs> I think they might be a little bit better. I don't know. They cracked the better. formula. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the other thing I've been eating there, Jake. Uh, roasted soybeans. But uh, with wasabi, they're coated in wasabi. Oh, oh my goodness. finally, you're giving yourself some flavor. Yeah, because yeah, I love the uh, – I used to get the maki uh, sushi with the uh, avocado and rice, and you just put that in there. That would always come with wasabi, and I loved wasabi. It was amazing. So, uh, But I haven't had sushi in a while. But now these things, the wasabi roasted soybeans, holy hell, that's a taste explosion. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Love it. I believe it. Yeah. It is so good. Especially when you're used to just eating cardboard all the time. Like, I would no, imagine. That's awesome. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, That's going to blow anyway, your mind. It, so, so, Jack, getting back to you and wanting to lose weight, if you start eating a good bean, Vienna bean or whatever, and uh, <laughs> wasabi roasted soybeans, you'll get blood work back that says you're a specimen and all that shit. So, oh, my God. <laughs> this Jank, he's what a man this is. Well, that would definitely make me lose weight because I would probably only eat once a week then because it's so gross. So, so what what did you purchase to uh, lose weight? Well, I, I went out to buy an Oculus Quest 2. What? <laughs> VR this is what set. I wanted to get. I wanted to get one of the Oculus yeah. It's the VR situation. You put a little VR on. Now, because uh, I want to get Thrill of the Fight. I guess it's a boxing Ooh, thing. Get in there. I've seen that one, box. yeah. It's supposed to be a very good aerobic workout because I like to like box down in the basement. I would like shadow box. Yeah, I do like 12 rounds or whatever. And it's awesome. But it would be probably mm-hmm. better if you get the, a guy there, yeah, a fake guy to punch. You know, that'd be pretty fun. Well, here's the so, thing. Uh, I got an even better game. <laughs> Same principle, also a boxing game, but it's Creed Rise to Glory. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, yeah. I just did Creed Rise to Glory. So you actually box there, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's great. That was the main reason I bought this. I'm like, oh, this game looks so good. Like, this will actually get me to do things because <laughs> I'll actually want wow. to. And, yeah, so far I love it. Yeah, because, I, like I said, 
My, the whole idea of me uh, starting on FanDuel was I was going to take my uh, initial $20 investment on FanDuel and work it up to $300 and get an Oculus Quest. And then when I did work it up to $300, I said, no, I'm just going to blow it all on Mad Mad Monkey, and that's what happened. <laughs> I lost yeah. it all on Mad Mad Monkey. But uh, <laughs> So how, how much did this Oculus thing run you? Uh, the, yeah, the system itself was 300 um, and then the, I bought two games, so that was probably another 70 <laughs> So, wait, wait how much did bad. you say the system was? Three hundred? Yeah, three hundred. Okay. Yeah, Tuffy liked my happy birthday message on Twitter. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> At least we know he's <laughs> anyway. <on> Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so you got what? What was the other game you got? You got Creed and. Um, I also got Resident Evil Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a zombie. That one's not so much, I guess. Yeah, not so much with the working out, but it is pretty cool. Because uh, yeah. I always liked that game in the first place, and now it's even like cooler in VR. Everything's more so, 3D, yeah, and you kind of first... like. Is this your first experience yeah. with VR games? Okay. Yeah, it definitely is. And so far, I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, because remember a couple yeah. years ago, I had the, that little one. Yeah, you put your phone in. You know, it was like a cheap little VR thing, and I played some games on there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was pretty cool, um, but this Oculus is supposed to be, like, next level, you know? So uh, yeah. yeah. So this Creed. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you get a character, like, do you, are, are you Kevin Jank on the game, or do you get, a, like, a little Mac, like, uh, like Tyson's Punch-Out? <laughs> yeah. Well, in the career mode, you basically play as a, as Adonis Creed, um, you know, Apollo's son. Um, oh, okay. There's also free play where you get to pick who you want to be. So I've been playing that a bunch. Um and yeah, like it's got a lot of the classic people. They left Tommy Gunn out, which really, I mean, who cares? <laughs> I don't think anyone's too <laughs> upset Gunn. about that. But <laughs> they just throw in the, yeah, the yeah, Clever Lang is in there. Wow, Rocky that? and Apollo and Ivan Drago. Huh. So a lot of the other guys like Drago's son from Creed Two. Some of the other Creed opponents. See, I never saw any really of the Creed memorable. <laughs> I've never seen. They're good. Anything. Yeah, I like them. Um, so I, I first, like, I tried doing the career mode a little bit at first. And, like, the first guy you fight, you practice, like, a little bit in the gym. And then you, there's this little skinny redheaded guy. <laughs> You're like, oh, I got to fight this guy. <laughs> he looks like he sucks. <laughs> like, I better not lose this one. I beat him. But So then I started doing the free play mode. And um, I wanted to play as Rocky. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to fight Mr. T. I'm going to go Clever Lang here. And he just whooped my ass. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> then I tried again, and he whooped my ass again. <laughs> Gave me another thorough beating. <laughs> like, like, so the uh, next time I played, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> so, like, do you, have you ever done any type of boxing at all? Like, any boxing movements no. at all? <laughs> did you ever hit a heavy bag? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure so, I did hit a heavy bag, but not, you know, in any kind of you, like, I'm you know, just wondering, training like, way. If you're playing this game, like, did mm-hmm. I to stand like a, like a boxer, throw punches like a boxer, or just, you could just stand flat, square, just like move your hands in front of you, like, do, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think you probably could do that. I mean, I try to throw things that resemble punches. <laughs> <laughs> just like, you know, I don't know, like lifting my hand or something. But, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're not good punches, but, you know, at least there's actual motion behind them. Because I think it yeah. does give you more uh, credit 
if you are like, you know, putting some power behind it rather than just, you know, putting your hand up or something. What about defense? <laughs> like, can you duck and yes. flip? Yes, oh, okay. you can definitely do that. You can put your gloves up. That's a big thing for me is just guarding yeah, the fucking face. I would imagine. <laughs> and then yeah. waiting for the opening. Yep. <laughs> and, like, yep, can yep. you, um, like, with foot movement and stuff, like, do you have to stay stationary or can you, like, work angles and get, you know, spin them around and shit? Or, like, do you always have to stay, like, facing um, your opponent? I mean, as you know? far as your feet, you pretty much – I think you might be able to turn around and run, but I feel like you're just going to get <laughs> rocked if you do that. <laughs> like, but, but what if I, like, I feel like that's what if he throws a right – what if he throws a right, I slip underneath it, step to my left, like, so I'm at a different angle. <laughs> like, I'm off to the side. Oh. Like, you actually see that or – you know what? I should probably swear. try that. Yeah. yeah. I, I pretty much just kind of duck them or, yeah. or block them rather than actually stepping uh, to the side. I'll also give that yeah. a try. Yeah, we, we need to get the Ed on here to coach you up on boxing. But the secret yeah. is, you know, boxing is all, all, all about the footwork. You know, that's what – if you want to see who's a good boxer, just watch the feet. It's all about the footwork. Get those angles, Jack. Work those angles. <laughs> I'm going to guess you can't do that because I've never seen, like, the opponent do that. So yeah, I would see, guess I if I was, it was a thing was that, that the computer would be doing it. About these boxing games, if how how advanced mm-hmm. it is, like you can move and shit, or if it's just basically you just got to stand there and throw, you know. But um, yeah, I, I mean you can but definitely it, duck and dive out of the way a little bit, and you got that, so you can slip the slip the punches a little bit. And it like uh, how I'm trying to think, like when you get hit with a shot. Does the screen flash red or something, or you know you're in trouble? Or like, <laughs> yeah, you feel it. The whole thing like shakes a little bit and stuff. Oh, really? So, like your head? Yeah, stuff yeah. <laughs> yep. E E from playing Creed. Wow. Over Lang did it to me again. What What about What about when you land a good shot on them? Does they like the controller vibrate in your hand or something? Like, yeah, you feel it. And it's great because, ah. like, you see the little boxing gloves in front of you where you got your hand thingies, and, yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> it feels yeah, like you did. Fuck, I'm going to have to get back on the table I... and win me, a, win me $300. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I did get a little bit too close to the uh, the cabinet one of the times. The other yeah, day that's the great my hand. About. <laughs> yeah. like you need to – like, you have to be, like, in a big open space because, I don't know, uh, <laughs> I don't really have that much room in my house. Like, <laughs> yeah, me neither. I kind of had to – like, I have no room in, like, my living room or kitchen area. So I was like, well, I can go in the bedroom, and I have a tiny little area. <laughs> but <laughs> even that, I had to shrink down because I was getting too close to things. So I was like, well – Yeah, like, I can go down in the basement where I, like, spot. do my usual – but with my eyes closed, you know, I'm not looking. I'm probably going to move around and punch something really hard with my hand, and I'm going to, oh, no. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's tricky. Man, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm jealous yeah, it's uh, fun. to do the Oculus. Yeah, yeah. Then I I tried to fight in Apollo Creed and uh, I beat him, so that was good. So I'm like, all right, now now I've got this victory under my belt. I'm gonna go back and fight Clever Lang again, and he whooped my ass again. <laughs> How the hell are you beating Apollo Creed? <laughs> the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, you wouldn't think so, but so I, I tried. Uh, fighting Clever Lang with Adonis Creed because I guess he's more well-rounded. Um, and Rocky, they kind of they kind of base their stats a little bit on, you know, their what they were in the movie. So Rocky is tough, but he has poor defense. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, I'll try. <laughs> yeah. 
takes a lot of shots to the head and just kind of shrugs them off. <laughs> so I tried with Adonis Creed, and I did end up beating Clever Lang that way. Oh, phew. What about Drago? And then and, he just like yeah, punishes? just this, just today I finally decided to try Drago, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna try with Adonis first, I guess. <laughs> See how that goes. And actually, I I would say that Drago is probably the easiest fight I've had. Really? Yeah. Maybe he's surprisingly, off the like <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Russia won't pay for it anymore, so <laughs> he's a disgrace. Yeah, I only got knocked down once, so. Yeah, like how, like what happens when you get knocked down? Like, um, like do you have a health bar or something, or how do you know? Um, when you get knocked down, you basically it'll you kind of like exit out of your body, kind of like your astral form in <laughs> Doctor Strange, <laughs> and like it gets pushed way out of the ring, and you have to basically run back into the ring from this you know <laughs> sunken place. <laughs> sunken so you're basically place. swinging your arms to run. And you have to, you know, get back before the count of ten. And like the first time you get knocked down, it's pretty easy because you're not very far away. But each time yeah. you get knocked down, you end up further and further away. So it's like <laughs> <That's> weird. <laughs> no matter how far I keep swinging, like I'm not getting closer enough in time. So I think and if you get knocked down four times, I think it's automatically over, even if you somehow oh. could run all the way back. Standard boxing rule: most uh, things. It's, it's th- not. In some uh, federations, and whatnot, uh, three knockdowns in one round, and the fight's over. Oh, okay. Now maybe that's what happened. <laughs> maybe yeah. That's, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but technically, there's no limit technically on how many times you get knocked down in a fight. But usually, if someone's getting knocked down four times, they're getting the shit kicked out of them. So, uh, like, can you get <laughs> dropped with one punch? Like, just bang and down? Uh, I don't know. I would tend to doubt it. Um. Because I'm sure if you just got knocked down, you could run back to the ring pretty easily. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm I don't think that will happen. But yeah, uh, it, so it's how's, really fun. How's the workout <laughs> aspect of it? Do you feel like you're getting that good exercise doing this? Yeah, like <laughs> I wish I could play it more, but honestly, my it's it's straining the arms ridiculously yeah. amount. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm tired as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, like just go over and stand in the corner for three minutes and throw punches, and uh, yeah, you'll feel it, you know. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> like how I'm trying to work my way up to like. Um, I think none of them have gone past the third round, uh. So I don't know, maybe ten minutes, if that. Yeah. Are, are these actual like three minute rounds, like legit three minute rounds, or are they sped up, or you know? Yeah, it's it's probably about three minutes, I would say. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds about right. It's hard to tell when you're in it, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. probably right around there. Yeah, well, good on you, Jake. I'm proud of you, and uh, keep working yeah. them punches. Here's what you want to do. <laughs> my, my tips I always give everybody who wants to lose weight: cut out the uh, mm. the soda pops. You know, cut out the soda pops. I've cut down on it. I can't give it up completely. That <laughs> yeah, could just drink water because it's empty calories. You know, just drinking that shit. Uh, get uh, stay away from dairy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I love dairy. <laughs> and, uh, if you can, uh, are, are you capable? Have you ever tried intermittent fasting, like getting all your food within like five hours a day, and then? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think I could do that. 
<laughs> I don't have the willpower right. for that. That's very good. <laughs> when do you do your uh, boxing? Because uh, usually morning cardio before you eat or anything, that's when it's most effective. That's when you burn the most, you know. Oh, really? I'll try yeah, that on the weekends. Before work, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to be much of yeah. an option. But <laughs> Well, if you really dedicate it, you know, if you wake up at like 4 a.m. Yeah. and get, out, get in the gym. Yeah. You know? um, also, uh, it's basically no matter what, you could eat whatever you want. You could still lose weight as long as you burn more calories than you consume, you know. Yes. That's, that's, what, that's my goal here. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see my eating habits changing much. So it's like, well, I've got to. Got to get the exercise in to burn this stuff off. The only way this is going to work. Yeah, so just keep that in mind, you know. Um, burn more than you consume. I I was able actually to exercise today. I went and shot hockey for the first time because I went Monday and uh, the deck was closed for maintenance. Like, what the hell? Like, the court was <laughs> like, it's hot. The plastic towels are warped. And uh, I guess they're oh, worried shit. about slipping fall or something. So they shut it down for maintenance. And the, the security guy there, he drove by, hey, yeah, it's shut down. They're, they're hoping to have it done by, I guess everyone knows me out there because I'm there, like, oh, every, they see me all the time. Like, hey, yeah, it's <laughs> uh, I think yeah, they're, they're going to hope, hopefully have it fixed by the end of the week. And I was like, there's no way, in my head, I'm like, oh, there's no way they're going to fix it in a week, right? Like, it's going to be, <laughs> I'll be lucky if I ever shoot hockey again. I'll, I'll figure yeah. it out all summer. They, be all summer. Perfect. Yeah. But no, God, God bless the fine people of the Twin Lakes uh, Recreational uh, Park or whatever the fuck it's called. They actually fixed it by the end of the week. How about that? Wow. Yeah, I just drove out there today thinking, ah, eh, maybe it'll be open. And sure enough, it was open. So I was able to shoot hockey, and God bless them. <laughs> well, they're better than anyone who does road construction in Illinois. I know. I'll tell you that much. I was <laughs> certain that they would never fix it. <laughs> I was just like, fuck. <laughs> I just ordered, like, new hockey gloves because uh, I go through, like, a pair every year. And I was like, oh, man, I, I probably just wasted 20 bucks on these hockey gloves. <laughs> <But no>. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Hey, Ed. Ed. Yeah. Hey, we have a guest. I got to call a guest right now. Who is it? Our buddy Miles Watson. Miles Watson? Yeah. <laughs> I got... Like you, Famous you, blues you, showed musician. A, you showed up at precisely the wrong time. I got to call him at 9.30. It's 6.30 my time. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> 9.30 our time. But yeah, uh, our, our buddy Kevin Jenk, I don't know if you heard, he got one of them uh, virtual reality deals, and he's boxing in virtual reality. That's what I heard. He's stupid. He ain't going to get knocked out. <laughs> but I, I would like you Clever to Lang coach him. Knocked me out a bunch of times. I've been on the road for the last four days scouting new baby fighters. I'm in Oklahoma right now driving. If I train really hard, can I fight the babies? How much do you weigh? He weighs 195 pounds yet. He's like like a uh, cruiserweight, this guy. The biggest kid I saw was this kid that I saw down in Albuquerque the other day. And uh, his baby, Al. And uh, baby, uh, baby Al is two and a half years old, 86 pounds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 86 pounds. Yeah. And now I'm on my way. I'm in Oklahoma now. I'm in Dustin, Oklahoma. And uh, Cowboy Baker is his name that we're looking for. We're going to go to <laughs> okay. see him and his mom in a little bit. Yeah, make sure you I, see I, the ball. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah. Yep. I mean, that's that's pretty much how I go by it. I gotta look at the moms and see if the moms are worth it. You know. <laughs> well, it's a tough negotiation lady, process. This one lady sent me a picture of her and her son. And she looked like that kid Sal from Impractical Jokers. And I was like, yeah, your son don't qualify. <laughs> yeah, she was awful. Oh, then I, I just peeked at a gas station over here. I tore that bathroom up. They weren't ready for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like when bathrooms, you don't got to ask for a key. Yeah. I hate oh, it. yeah. Because you know what rough. I did? Uh, you know, Taco Bell got that Mexico pizza back. Yeah. Five's a little too many to eat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> man, my belly was hurting. Hurting bad, hurting bad, hurting bad. So, yeah, I got to go to Oklahoma. Then I go down over to St. Louis. Then I'm going to Indiana. Uh, all right. Well, well, the end, uh, we, we, we really got to – do you want us to call you back maybe later if uh, after Miles leaves? It probably yeah, will be closer to, like, up. 11 or something, though. Yeah, I'll be up. I'll be up at 11. It's only all right, we'll, I'll be up. All right, maybe we'll try and call you back then, all right? All right. Don't talk right, bad thank, about you. We won't, yet. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> all right. There, he goes. there goes the Ed. Yeah, I was looking for the Ed there at the top of the show, but he wasn't there, so I'm like, oh, I guess he's not calling it. And he calls uh, – at least I noticed him right now, so uh, – all right, let's check in. Uh, let's dial up Miles, see if he's uh, All right. actually here. Any second now, B. Miles Watson should be picking up his telephone. Hello. Mm-hmm. Is this B. Miles Watson? It's A. Miles Watson. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, well, we'll settle for that. We'll take what we can get. Hey, it's Miles Watson, <laughs> our old buddy. Hey, you're on the air right now with, with your old pal Mike Dillon, Kevin Jank. Oh, hey. God, oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> the restraining order has been lifted. You know, hey, uh, I, I'm outraged. Why would you stick me on a show with a guy who's usurping my position on the comic book syndicate? Yeah, yeah. You well, know, he's taking the number you know, one you turn your back for one second. You know, but, uh, some of well, us. Some of us don't have any self-esteem, and we need external validation, and you took it away from us. <laughs> Miles, a little bit later, uh, I put together a top 11 list of, uh, of comic books that we haven't done yet on Flea Market Fantasy. Maybe uh, one of those will pique your interest, and you can come back. Oh, and wow. One okay. Of those but okay. also, our, yeah, yeah, yeah. our buddy, Kevin, all new our buddy Kevin Jank, he got one of them virtual reality Oculus deals, and he got a boxing oh game. Uh, and he's been playing it to try and get in shape. He's boxing, and you yourself are a boxer, right? You box. You get well, yeah. I mean, I've been beaten up by many boxers. Yeah. <laughs> would, would you like to give? I've been I've been thumped like to, by the best in many martial arts disciplines. <laughs> would you like to give Jank any advice on his virtual reality boxing career? Yes. Yes, Jank, keep your hands down and your chin high in the air. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is not okay. right at all. That was intuitive. No, tr- no, listen, trust me. It works. So lead with my chin and only the chin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold, your, hold your hands by off. your side. Yeah, that's great. Point, point your chin at the enemy and your eyes at the lights overhead, and soon you'll see a whole new category of light. <laughs> 
No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's awful advice <laughs> to give to someone. I'm writing this down. But, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Miles Watson, when you were boxing, you had spar- because you like actually sparred and shit, right? Oh, yeah, I've sparred millions of rounds. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's it like? when you Have you ever been dropped? I've never been dropped. I have um, almost been knocked out, uh, which I, you know, I have a pretty good chin. And I remember I was sparring the Golden Gloves champion at 178 pounds for, of all places, Georgia. Okay. This is about 20 years ago. And this guy kicked my ass so bad. And he wasn't trying, incidentally. Like he was, you know, the no look pass in in basketball. Yeah. He was doing the Roy Jones no look. (laughs) I will smash you in the jaw. I will like turn to the side, hit you in the face. You know, the whole kind. Yeah. He was beating the shit out of me. And at one point, he hit me with a straight shot. I think it was a straight right hand, directly to the point of my chin, kind of lower. You know, between the lip and the chin. And I remember everything went gray. And I thought to myself, wow, I was very calm. Like, there's this very calm rationale, rational uh, feeling of kind of like on a – I liken it to when you go outside in the winter and the snow is coming down and, like, there's the street lights and it's complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> Everything went gray. And I remember thinking, wow, so this is what it's like to be knocked out. And then he hit me again, and I got I what you up. called knocked in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, there have been some fights where I think Ali, this happened to Ali when he fought like Ernie Shavers or one of those murderous punchers. He was out and he said that he was out. And then the guy hit him again and he went back, he went back to consciousness and he's like, all right, I'll keep fighting. And he won the fight. But, uh, you can be knocked out and you can be knocked in. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You smack the TV, it turns back on. I, I, I've seen that happen in the UFC a few times as well. I'm remembering, like, I think Ben Askren and uh, Robbie Lawler, right? I'm pretty sure Lawler had him knocked out, and he hit him again while on the ground, and it woke him up, I think. Yeah. You know, when he, like, yeah, I, I, I know exactly the fight you're talking about, and yeah. I do believe he was out, and I think as, as you are knocked out, as you are losing consciousness, you can be brought back to consciousness. I don't think once you're out, you can be brought back that way, but if you're losing yeah. it, if you're about to go out like I was – Back. Rattles the head. <laughs> Suddenly you're yeah. you're back in the game, and I was back in the game. Not that it did me any good, but um, and then the funny thing was after afterwards we were in the locker room, and he's on the phone with his girlfriend, <laughs> and he goes uh, he goes he goes man he was like I don't know what you're bitching at me man I just I just went three rounds with this dude and and he beat the shit out of me and I looked at him oh. and I started laughing and I go <laughs> I go yeah I go did my chin hurt your fucking fist. <laughs> And he started laughing so hard. He was like, dude, shut up. I'm with my girl, man. I'm trying to like make excuses and shit. And I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good. Yeah, I've never <laughs> sparred or anything, but I, I love, uh, you know, hitting a bag or just moving around and throwing punches. So uh, I would like to do it, Miles. How, how, me and you, let's spar. Let, let's go, me and you. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. That would be awesome. Opposite, we opposite I, we're, we're, we're on the each, opposite ends of Pennsylvania. You know. Yes. <laughs> That'd be great. But, uh, have to throw real good punches. Reach across the have state. Have you ever uh, taken a liver shot? Uh, yeah. Left hook yes, I body. have. It's it's horrific. It's all oh, it's so yeah. bad. Yeah, I, I would like rather get hit in the head all day long than get hit really hard in the body one time. There is no excruciating pain you will feel in your life. The combination of pain, debilitating nausea, 
like you will feel nauseous for hours afterwards. I remember when I was in college, I was in a kind of fight club, and <laughs> nice. we had. You can't. Talk yeah, about it wasn't. It. You know, you can't. Talk it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, the first rule of <laughs> hey, dude, Brad Pitt's a fucking pussy. So you know, I'll say that for the record. <laughs> um, I met Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson t- told a great story about making Brad Pitt beg for his life. But uh, yeah, I'll tell that later. Well, but at any rate, Brad Pitt was banging Robin Givens, right? Didn't Mike Tyson? He was, and he him? got caught. He yeah. got caught. And of all the people you don't want to be caught banging somebody's girlfriend when it's Mike Tyson's wife, Mike Tyson. that's when you really don't want to be caught. Prime, <laughs> prime 1988, Mike yeah. Tyson yeah. caught him. <laughs> Brad, so whenever I see Brad Pitt being all badass in these war movies and he's playing these tough guys and these Nazi killers and everything. I just think of him slobbering and begging for mercy when Mike Tyson caught him. Oh, please don't hit me. You fucking phony. Uh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> take your beating like a man. You're man enough to fuck somebody's wife. You're man enough to take a beating for it, Brad. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brad. But at any rate, uh, I took, uh, we were in this, we had this thing and it was, it was really just an open style thing. Like we had a pro wrestler, we had uh, guys who did Taekwondo, Muay Thai. We had, you know, Kempo Karate. And we all just kind of sparred. It was pre-UFC by one year. So we just didn't, we didn't, you know what I mean? Like there wasn't, there, we didn't have that knowledge. And so we would fight and spar. And like it, it wasn't, you know, super brutal. We just, we'd go out and we'd fight and different, you know, spar and like pick up, teach each other different techniques from the different styles. There was a guy who did like five animal style Kung Fu and another dude who studied Muay Thai in Thailand and, and, uh, five animal, not monkey, you obsessed freak. Definitely not alpha. Um, but, uh, we did have a pro wrestler named Kirk Dredd, uh, who fought in the local league. Yeah, you can actually look him up. I did look him up. He, he's listed on some pro wrestling thing, but he uh, he was a pro wrestler, and he came in and, and sparred with us and stuff and rolled with us and all that and uh, uh, pile drove me once, so that wasn't a lot of fun. Um, but I got, hit with, uh, I got hit with a liver shot during a, a sparring session, and, you know, I kind of wrote it out and, like, tried to play it off, and I was kind of successful. And I remember walking back across campus. It was kind of a cold night, and I was like, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to puke. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to puke blood all over the parking lot. And I finally got back to the, <laughs> the dorm. This was Willow Hall at York College of Pennsylvania. It was a mini dorm. And I went into the shower with a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. And you know how <laughs> nasty-ass college showers are? I didn't uh, give a fuck. I sat at the bottom of the shower naked, drinking Pepto-Bismol with the coldest shower that you can imagine, pounding down on my head for like 30 straight minutes. Like, it sucks so bad. And then when you think about somebody like Mickey Ward, the boxer, or Boss Rutan, you know, Boss, I saw Mickey Ward fight live three times. And, I mean... He would kill people with body shots. They would be writhing in agony on the ground, and you would just cringe because if you've ever taken a shot like that, you know, just from, some, just from a regular guy, you know how bad it hurts. And then when you think about somebody like Boss Rutan hitting you in the liver, it's just you, like, is it going to rupture? You know, Ooh. are you going to die? Like, you st- those thoughts go through your head. <laughs> hey. 
Or at least, think, uh, at least they went through my head, which is why I never became a professional fighter, because you shouldn't have those thoughts <laughs> if you're a pro. <laughs> I, you can, you ask. I ask myself that same question every day when I'm doing accounting. <laughs> <laughs> so should I be beaten? Sometimes Jenkins is home from work after a long day of accounting, and he sits in the shower naked with a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. A long day of accounting. accounting. <laughs> but, uh, but Jake, uh, I, I think you're going to see some benefits, though, if you, if you stick with this, Jake, you know, and you do it uh, as a cardio workout and you really work. Because yeah. that's the thing. Uh, Miles, we're talking, the body people don't understand more. People just don't understand how tiring it is just to throw punches. Like, even if you're not fighting someone, just go stand in the corner with your arms up and throw punches for, like, three minutes. It, it's tiring, you know? The you level of exhaustion it. that you feel when you are doing even one round of, of full-contact sparring, and when I say full-contact, I don't mean people trying to knock you out. I just mean yeah. that they're not really holding back their punches too, you know, like, you're throwing pretty much full speed, not, not full power. But even even a light sparring session when it's full speed, but even like ten, you know, like just light, like a slap session almost, the level of exhaustion you will achieve. I remember when I was down in Encinitas, I fought my one real fight that I ever had, California State Athletic Commission, you know, sanctioned fight, kickboxing. I remember in the first, by the end of the first round, I was so, I was drenched in sweat. I was, you know, your lungs are going like a bellows and you got this horrible stitch in your side. You can't, you're, you're trying to, to you're, you're telling your limbs to do things and your limbs are just not doing them. They're just saying no. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I've already been there. Nope. <laughs> and you try to move like you see, it. Hey, you, you, see this, you see this punch coming and, you're, and, and what happens? You're, but you, still, you still get hit because you can't fucking move because you are at this level of exhaustion because you haven't trained properly because you're not, you know, this isn't your, your trade. You're not out doing road work and 8,000 uh, sit-ups and all this shit. I mean, I, I actually, when I lived in Hollywood, I used to go to the, uh, briefly to the wild card gym with my cousin Scott. Uh, that's Freddie Roach's gym. If you're yeah. familiar with Freddie Roach, he's one of the most famous boxing trainers in history. He taught Manny Pacquiao, James Tony, you know, all those guys. And he also trained, uh, he tried to train Tito Ortiz on his boxing, um, <laughs> but uh, not not too successful there. But uh, he trained uh, uh, Arlovsky and some other, and, and also uh, uh, George St. Pierre. He taught George St. Pierre that jab he used to end Josh Koscheck's career, uh, if you follow the UFC. But uh, I went there, and, and the level of conditioning that these guys have is insane. And they need that insane conditioning to just even go, like, for a three-round fight. It is a level of exhaustion. You just don't – you just can't appreciate it. Because there's guys that come in. I was talking to this boxing coach here in York, and he said, you know, there's a guy who came in who was a, a professional football player, and he played, like, five years, and he was still in great shape. And he said, I want to learn how to box. And he came in for, like, two sessions, and he quit. And it wasn't because of sparring. He didn't do any sparring. It's just a different type of conditioning. Like, the, the shit that the football player was used to, like running the wind sprints and, you know, all the stuff that football players do, like, it's a different set of muscles. It's a different type of conditioning, and it's brutal. It is fucking brutal. And, and people who've never done it, you know, even for a day, like if you train for a day, 
I, I was at uh, Big John McCarthy's. He used to have a gym in Valencia. Big, Big John McCarthy, you know, the big famous uh, UFC ref. He used to have a gym in California, in Valencia, and my friend Mark belonged uh, to it, and I went there, and they were training guys, and they had these levels of training, you know, like you want to do an MMA class and all that stuff. But then they had a, they had a class for people who actually wanted to be fighters, right? And while I was watching, this guy broke his toe. Yeah. And it was like sideways. And he goes to the instructor halfway through. These guys were trying out for spots on John McCarthy's amateur MMA team. He had an MMA team. And the guy broke his toe, and he limps over to the instructor, and he goes, hey, I think I broke my toe. And the the instructor was like, and? (laughs) And and he's like, my toe's broken. And he's like, well, do you, are you, he goes, you can quit or you can finish the workout. He's like, those are the two choices you have. It's like Navy SEAL Ranger Green Beret training. Like you either finish it or you don't. They don't give a fuck if you blew out your knee or you have pneumonia. They're like, you can quit or you can not quit. Do you want to quit or do you, you know, do you want to not quit? Like you can't quit in the middle of a fight. So, I mean, you can, but you're not supposed to. So See, this, it, I this was like, the level fuck. Of, like, of a commitment <laughs> I want to get instilled into Jank. I want to turn Jank yeah. in, in, into a killing machine. That's and I'm, I'm entirely on board with that plan. I think we should – it should be like, that Terminator is out there. You know, but it should yeah. be, we should substitute <laughs> everything for, for Jank and say, yeah. it can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. Well, and well, it absolutely will not stop, ever. Well, li- <laughs> well, listen to this, though, Miles. Jank, the game he has on Oculus is like Creed boxing. And earlier today, he beat up uh, Drago, you know? From yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. The older Drago <laughs> or the younger Drago? I, I, yeah, younger uh, Drago. He looks right? younger. Because older Drago, you don't just defeat him. You have to defeat his hair, not just his body. <laughs> Younger Drago, you just have to defeat his body. But, uh, and the entire Soviet ass, Union. He's still mm-hmm. getting smacked around by Clubber Lang, though. Clubber Lang's tough. Yeah. Clubber Lang's a motherfucker. Yeah. You don't fuck around with Mr. T. You've got to be careful <laughs> with him. I, I will I say this. I, close, when I'm, but, man, it's tough. You, you, dude, dude, they call him Clubber Lang for a reason. He, he doesn't pity the fool. That's exactly right. <laughs> His prediction for the fight was pain. That's never good. <laughs> What's your prediction for the fight? Pain. You know, the only time in my in my entire life, all the people I've met, the only the only person that ever made me starstruck was Carl Weathers. I, yeah, I met Weathers. Carl Weathers, and I made a complete fool out of myself. I I mean, I do that a lot, but this was this was another level of foolery on my part. I met him, and. Carl Weathers is exactly, exactly what you think of Apollo Creed and his character from uh, Dylan from so Predator. Yeah. He's just like that in real life. He's exactly like what you expect. You know how some, some people, like, you meet him or, or maybe you, you see this character and you're like, oh, I wonder if Robert De Niro is really like that in real life or whatever, or Johnny Depp or whatever. You know, you pick your person. <laughs> Carl Weathers is that guy. He's exactly what you think he is, which is why I was even more – because Apollo Creed is one of my favorite characters of all time, flat out. I'm a a fangirl for Apollo Creed. And (laughs) so when I met him, I I went up to talk to him, and he was like, how you doing, man? And I I went – 
I made this noise like, <laughs> and then he kind of looked at me funny, and I go, "No, how, how are you doing?" <laughs> and there was this moment of silence, and and if you, if you're familiar with the facial expressions of Carl Weathers, he arches an eyebrow. He kind of, like, if you picture him arching an eyebrow and looking at you like you're a fucking idiot, but he's too polite to say anything about it, that's the look he gave me. So I shook his hand. We got our picture taken and everything. We, and, and he's like, oh, it was a pleasure to meet you. And I'm thinking, you fucking liar. You're probably, like, already putting me on some kind of list of people that I don't ever want to see that motherfucker. He, he turns to his personal assistant. If I ever see that motherfucker again, you are fired. So I clapped him on the shoulder. I clapped him on the shoulder, and I'm like, it. Hey, I'm like, nice to meet you, champ, or something like that. I called him champ. champ. I was like, I, I tried to rub <laughs> There you go. I tried, he's a champ in my mind. He's a champ. I clapped him on the shoulder, and then as I walked away, I did that thing where you're like going, like literally like silently mouthing, going, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. I, uh, oh, I, got, I walked yeah. out of there, the Egyptian theater in Hollywood. I was like, oh, made a complete fool out of myself. But still, I met Apollo Creed. I'm terrified to meet any ass. famous people. Or anyone ever, <laughs> or anyone ever. Jank, do you remember the story? Uh, our buddy, the Dave and uh, Feeney, they told about meeting Carl Weathers. I'm sure they told oh, it on. I remember. They bought him like a drink or something, right? They sent a drink or a bottle yep. over to his table, and then didn't they end up like Carl Weathers ended up billing them for like two bottles or something? Or something? <laughs> oh, yeah. it was something like that. Good yeah, for him. Yeah, some stuff to the yeah, yeah, I can't remember the exact details, but it was something like that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right, well, Miles great. Watson, uh, uh, we'll uh, keep you updated on uh, Jank's fitness progress because he will be a killing machine by the end of summer. That's my goal, to whip <laughs> him into shape. But, uh, That's a noble goal. Eat lightning so and crap I'm on board. But for this year, I like it. Fake, for this here fake radio show, the reason you're here, Miles Watson, to uh, celebrate our girl uh, Sybil Danning, and we're going to be discussing the movie Panther Squad from 1984. Oh. Mike Dell, in my own special way, I've been celebrating Sybil Danning since I was 12 years old. <laughs> yes. Jank cut up a little little clip there of a panther. <laughs> He's got audio clips. Uh, yeah, I've also been play celebrating Sybil Danning. I only discovered Sybil Danning uh, when you introduced us to her, Miles, because I, we had yeah. no concept of her. We're the cat. So you had us watch Battle Beyond the Stars, and I was smitten the minute I saw her in that little yeah. Valkyrie outfit. I'm like, holy And didn't, hell, you, didn't you then watch Howling 2 the next week or yes. something? The following week we watched Howling <laughs> 2, and she does a glorious movie. Oh, what a glorious movie, movie that was. That they repeat yeah. 17 yeah. times or yeah. the final credits. And it's like, oh, yeah. wow, I love Sybil Danning. And then we saw her in Malibu Express, which is an amazing movie. And uh, she's mm-hmm. that one. Uh, we've never seen Caged Heat. We really want to watch Caged Heat. Uh, yeah, but we Change can't Heat, find I think. It anywhere. Yeah, just can't find it. Mm. Mm. But, uh, just, uh, Tough one to so, track down. Yeah, but we want to go through the whole Sybil Danning catalog. Uh, we've watched other Sybil Danning movies. Uh, Warrior Queen was another one we watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it Phantom uh, Empire? Phantom Empire was really awesome. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. <laughs> I have not. Did you ever watch the V? Do you remember V? I, the V TV show. I remember it when I was a kid, and uh, – Jank and Tuffy and I considered briefly watching it here on the show. Like, what? Maybe we'll still do that because I think it's on Amazon Prime. I own both the V miniseries. There's two of them, and and the V TV show, which which spun off from the uh, 
briefly uh, didn't even quite make one season before it was canceled. Uh, the V <laughs> TV show, you know, the regular like series show that they that they spun off very quickly without thinking yeah. or planning it in any way. Well, Sybil Danning makes a guest appearance on that show, and she's not always completely clothed. So well, hey now. I, I would wow. recommend the if, TV if you can show? stomach. Yeah, well, yeah, be the TV show. Scantily clad. No, but she's in a bikini, which, you know, in the 80s was okay. a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Like porn in the 80s. You'll take what you can get, yeah. Yeah. We we took, dude, you're you're 13 years old in the in the mid 1980s. You trust me, you took what you could get. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember those days. But uh, we love Sybil Danning. But uh, Jank here, this fella Jank, he uh, he often, <laughs> he mean mouths Sybil Danning a lot. He always has some uh, snide comments about like. No. I don't know, what what is it, Jank? You say she looks very old, <laughs> like an old purse or something? No, no. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not talking Donna Spear levels of I don't understand oh. what the hell you see in her. But no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like Sybil Danning, sometimes she looks very good. I'll okay. give her that. All sometimes right. well, maybe a little first. bit leathery. <laughs> but she, no I think I think uh, for sure you have to keep in mind that she was born in like 1945. So yeah. um, by the mid 80s, she was she was like 40, and 40 in the 80s was not 40 now. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what we've learned. Um, that's, yeah. that's what we've learned that's, going back to these movies. Like it, time and again, we like learned 35 that. Thirty-five in the mid '80s look like sixty. They look very yeah. Weird. And on top of that, with women, on top of that, with women, you know, they blasted their fucking hair in the '80s with these horrible like dyes and perms yeah. and everything. So women had fried hair really fucking bad. Um, on top of everything. So, so like, if you see Battle Beyond the Stars, you see Howling too. Like, damn, you know, like Sybil Danning, fucking hot as shit but then you yes, see her in is. some other movies roughly around the same time and she's like really washed out like <laughs> looks doesn't look anywhere near as good so it's it's weird um but yeah you do have to keep in mind she was already almost 40 i think when she was 39 when panther squad came out and again not the same as today uh, and, uh 39 yeah. then is not 39 now and miles two other things can all agree that her right? mileage may vary in the 80s yeah, it's mm-hmm. not really the years. Not so good. It's not the years; it's the miles. It's the miles. You know, like, like I'm yeah. old, <laughs> but I've barely done anything, so I still look young. But it, it's hard to tell. But uh, <laughs> Miles, Jake uh, mentioned two other things there. First, he mentioned uh, Donna Spear. Are you familiar with this lady, Donna Spear? She was in Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Malibu. Oh, was she in Malibu? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, th- that was the one that she was not in. Yeah. Before. Yeah, um, but she, uh, do you, are you aware of Andy Sedaris, the director? Yes. Okay, she's in all the Andy. Sedaris <laughs> a true genius. Films, yeah, he's our. He's like unappreciated genius. Yeah, on this show he's Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock. We we fucking love Andy Sedaris on this show, and we've been going through all his movies. But Donna Spears is always in his movies, and I'm a big fan. Tuffy's a big fan. Jank hates her, and he says he can't find <laughs> out one why we. we I don't get it. Well, I see two things in her that I really love, uh, and um. But she's pretty awesome. But you have no idea who Donna Spear is. I have seen Hard Ticket to Hawaii, so I have seen her. I just – she's not off. summoning <laughs> – She also I'm not a character named Donna. Yeah, she was the main blonde in there, Donna. But, um, yeah. The main blonde. Yeah, yeah the main blonde. There but with only one she end. Was a, she was the taller, bustier blonde in there. You know, uh, but anyway, that's Karen's what's good. But the other thing – the money lady in that one. But uh, no, I don't know if you're aware of this. The better choice. 
I don't know if you're aware of this, Miles Watson, but Jank, uh, for this past Christmas, uh, he gave me a Sybil Danning comic book called Black Diamond. She had her own comic book. It ran for what? like nine. Yeah, it ran for like four, four to six issues, something like that, or maybe seven. I don't know. But uh, he got me like four issues of it. And it it's pretty awesome. We reviewed it on Flea Market Fantasy. But yeah, Sybil Danning had her own comic book in the 80s. So it's pretty awesome. Wow. How did I miss that back then, man? I uh, know. I would have been so, down yeah, with that. I'll hook you up with a link to uh, the book so you can read some Sybil Danning if you want. But, uh, so I can yeah. make up for lost time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so Panther Squad. Miles, you had never seen this, right? Have you ever heard of this film? I I think I had heard of it because I have looked up her IMDb before. Um <laughs> So, not the stalker or anything, of course, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't do anything like that. But um, I, I had heard of it, and I'd seen the cover. Like, you know, when you go on those IM, uh, Google searches and it's images, yeah. and it shows you all the images. I had seen the cover, but no, I had never seen the movie until tonight. What a treat. I think I've gone right? past this cover a bunch of times on Tubi and thought that was D. Snyder. <laughs> How dare you? What a creep, dude! That's fucked up, man. What a creep. That's fucked up, man. I feel like Cheech and Chong in the same body right right now. I'm like, hey, man, you went too far with that comment, man. Well, one of the the uh, good things about Panther Squad, it's only an hour and seventeen minutes, so that's Mm -hmm. short. That's a plus. but it's very much like uh, foreigners making a, an American film that they think would appeal to American filmgoers. <laughs> that's the sense you get. Yeah. I got watching this. That's, a, that's a very interesting observation. Because the director um, is a fellow named Pierre Chevalier, a French fellow. Yeah. This was the final film he directed, and he was like in his 60s when he did this. And the writer is some other guy who just did a bunch of like French films and shit. So, yeah, it seems like, oh, American, this is what they want in action movies. Let's make this. And it's, that was like an Italian accent, so it's not a French accent. But uh, it kind of sucks. Yeah, like, this movie, it's so terrible, but it's awesome. So, like, there's so many, we'll, we'll break it down scene by scene here because it's worth it. But um, I don't know. I would just say this, Miles. The action scenes in this film, the fighting scenes, are so realistic. They are so authentic <laughs> to... There is no question in my mind that, that, that they just filmed real fights. I always pray that Kevin Jank was taking notes on the proper form for throwing punches when he was watching this film. Yeah. Because that's one. Make amazing. it extra grainy somehow. Well, you know, you know how I gave him advice at the beginning of this? At the beginning of this podcast, I gave him some good boxing advice, remember? Yeah. Um, Chin well, I would like to supplement. Kevin Jank, I want to supplement my boxing advice. Keep your keep your chin up and your hands down and use Panther Squad as your blueprint for all real fights <laughs> that you get into. This movie is so awesome. All right, so, uh, I'm used to the groin. <laughs> well, the groin the groin area. Sometimes it's like in the Wear high, high heels. Yeah, but um All right, so well, I here's I the basic that. here's the basic premise of the film according to IMDb. Squad of female mercenaries take on an organization called Space Clean, which is dedicated to stopping space exploration. Yes, like ripped from the headlines, you must stop <laughs> space exploration. <laughs> <laughs> because this, this group called Space Clean.
mean, they're so angry that of the pollution, you know, like I, I think Al Gore's in this group and he's so angry about the American environmental, uh, how we polluted the planet that they said, Hey, you're not going to pollute space. We're going to stop you from polluting space. <laughs> that's, that's the premise of but the movie. But it seemed like if we didn't go to space and like start colonizing somewhere else, we're all going to die. So who cares? Like, yeah. if we pollute because they Mars, polluted the hell out of this fun. planet. Yeah, well, personally, I am hey, sick of space. space garbage. I'm just sick of it. I'm yeah. sick of going out yeah. into space and seeing fucking trash orbiting the Earth. And yeah. I've, I've had it. I'm fucking at it. When you're going to <laughs> I've space, had enough. please throw your space trash in the space trash cans. That's how you keep space clean. Please. We're begging Make you. sure you cut up all of your six-pack containers <laughs> so that you yeah. don't trap space turtles. Yes. Space dolphins. Space eagles. <laughs> yeah. so, so that's the premise of Panther Squad. And uh, we open up. Hey, hey, the first scene, the opening credits, Miles, we get a bunch of ladies at the shooting range. And uh, yeah. the, now the, the thing I noticed, uh, a couple things. Well, they do this little uh, special effect. It's almost like a kaleidoscope situation there. So you see the one lady in the middle, mm-hmm. and then there's like five pictures of her around the sides of her, too. And she's pointing the gun down the range, and they're pulling the trigger, but there's the guns aren't actually shooting. I don't know. Did you notice that? Like, there's no like <laughs> nothing coming out of the guns, like no smoke. Well, I also noticed that the the one chick is holding the gun barrel in an unusual direction. Certainly not at the target. <laughs> it's like fucking at the floor. I like, you know, I, I I don't mean to to digress, but I I've noticed uh, with certain actors that they're not even capable of handling a prop in a convincing yeah. way. Like, they're so bad at acting that if you're like, hey, point over there, they can't fucking even point. Yeah. That <laughs> was, when, I, when I saw that at the range and the girl's, like, pointing the gun at the, and I'm like, oh, God, Jesus Christ. You can't even fucking point the gun. Minutes. Yeah, throughout this whole movie, like these girls shooting at the range, I guess they are the Panther Squad, although we don't meet them officially until much later in the film. But we just see these yeah, ladies at a shooting range. Bang, bang, bang. But uh, we watched the movie, Jank. What was that movie called? I think it was Barbarian Queen, where like the lead actress in that, she was actually athletic and coordinated, and she actually looked pretty good when she was fighting. It's like, oh, I could believe this lady could fight some people. But then you oh, see yeah, a movie yeah. like this, where you get these six mercenaries. They are really uncoordinated and not athletic at all yet they're, yet they're shooting guns and <laughs> it's awesome. yeah all their moves were incredibly slow and there was nothing there's like this is not going to take down anybody like there's there's one scene later like uh, where one of the girls is like shooting a gun and she and it like moves her backwards like she shoots and like it pushes her backwards like yeah she wasn't I don't know. <laughs> she wasn't prepared i guess <laughs> the gun but she's a she's a deadly mercenary. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, and anything. Also, did you notice in the shooting range scene there, Jank? Uh, the girls were putting something over their one eye, like a little plat. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that I actually thought ideas? was kind of cool. But what yeah, you're like, yeah, um, it's uh, in in sci-fi movies. I've seen it in uh, Aliens. I've seen it in like Star Trek: Deep Space Nine and shit. There's like where they drop the one thing over one eye that's, like, giving you kind of, like, a um, maybe infrared, and it's giving you, like, a computer readout, you know, information, distance, target, yeah. wind, all that shit. <laughs> I actually thought that was kind of cool until you realize that they're wearing those 80s headbands that have um, 
some kind of fucking logo on them. So really, it's probably just like a, a piece of a plexiglass that they stuck under one of those 80s sweatbands that the old school NBA players used to wear. Yeah. yeah so you gave them a lot of credit there. Like, I didn't even think of, like, infrared and, like, digital readings and anything. It looked just like a solid piece of plastic to me that they were flipping down over their eye. And I was like, what is Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the best the I eye, can. Like... I'm doing the best I can with the movie you guys gave me, you motherfucker. <laughs> I know. I know you're, really you're, nitpicking, you're nitpicking my fucking observations no, no, when no, you no, made no. me watch you're that goddamn piece of shit. <laughs> I think it's a great observation, and it makes for a much better film. But I just think in the actual uh, shooting of the film, it's just a solid piece of plastic, and I don't know what they're doing there. I have no idea what they're fucking doing. No. <laughs> It's very strange. Not a clue. Simple Danning tells you to put plastic over your eye. You don't yeah, ask okay. questions, Mike Bell. <laughs> I will do whatever Simple Danning tells me to do. You jam whatever uh, the fuck she, she tells you. If she says, hey, break a head. bottle and shove it into your eye, that's what you do. <laughs> no questioning Simple Danning on this show, on this program. But, uh, all right, so after the shooting range stuff, we get to a, a cut, and now we're, um, uh, is it just like, a, oh, noon, right? Instead of the UN, they have an organization called <laughs> yeah. Noon, N O O N. Now I can't even remember what it stands for, even though they say it like six times in thirty <sighs> seconds at the top of the movie. I think it was the New Order of Nations. Well, we need another O though, or no? You you saying the O like from of? <laughs> yeah. But I thought that. Yeah, but I thought there was of. like a. I, I thought there was two big O words. New organization. Oh. I don't know. Miles, nothing. You don't remember? Uh, oh, fuck. I I did try to remember this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they national. Lot, uh, it's I'm something new. sort of similar to the to the European Union. It's like the new organization of nations or something. Okay, new, maybe it, new organization maybe it of nations. Something similar off. to that. I thought there was another O in there, but maybe, yeah, it is just... Ah, here we go. Called the New Order of Nations. Yep. The Internet confirms. Okay, yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's only four. I know that. It's it's just N-O-O-N. There's no other letters. A new Organization <laughs> of Nations. And they're having a big meeting, and they're saying, hey, all the play, all the countries across the world are getting together. Well, except for some of them little islands. Fuck them. They're not joining us. But all the other countries, <laughs> we're all getting together. They can stay here and die. We're going to explore space. And it's going to be awesome. But then that, that space clean organization, they bust into the special effects here are fantastic. Um, they're, cutting, <laughs> they're splicing in this green screen with, like, letters on it. And shit. It's like, hey, space clean. And they say, we're going to stop you from polluting space. Suck it, nerds. We're stealing your spacecraft. And there's nothing you can do about it. And basically the guy – there's a lot of phone calls at the beginning of this movie. Uh, a bunch of old oh, dudes God, making so phone many. calls. Yeah. There was they're a lot call- of phone calls. I don't know yeah. what the hell was up with that. <laughs> and they're just calling each other. They're like, hey, what are you doing tonight there, Bob? He's like, I don't know. I don't know, Ted. But we, you know what we need? We need to get that female astronaut. Because that female astronaut, she'll be able to fly that plane now or whatever. Let's get her. Yeah, because they have female a backup astronaut. plane. They have one other rocket, I think. And the yeah. that female is the only one who can fly it. So, yeah. like, well, we lost the first one. So now we got to get the second one going. <laughs> So I'm hoping someone can explain these this next chain of events. So uh <laughs> nope. this, So the Space Clean group, they they're monitoring this conversation, I guess, and they want to kidnap this female astronaut. So they 
they uh, set up a, a little staged roadblock to intercept the people who are going to pick her up. And uh, it's, they have, like, a stalled car in the middle of the road. And the two noon guys, they get out of their car and like, hey, what's going on? We need to move this car. They just start pushing a parked car. Would that be something you would try to do, Miles, if you come across a car? Just, hey, let's push this car. That's, that's well, nice. my favorite it's part car. about this scene is that they're, they're, right, they're transporting a person, right? It's a security type of scenario. They see the most obvious fucking trap that has ever been laid. If there was a giant mouse trap with a chunk of cheese the size of a king-size bed, you drive into this trap and they're like, hey, you know what we should do? There's two cars that are parked nose-to-nose diagonally blocking the road in a high-security situation. Let's, let's not re- slam the car into reverse, call the cavalry, <laughs> get our guns out, you know, fucking ask for helicopter support whatever, call the reaction force. No, let's get out of the car with no guns, mind you, and move these vehicles by hand, allowing someone to come up from behind and karate chop us. Yep, knock us off. And then, once they knock guys from noon out, they take their blazers, they take their jackets, because that's all the disguise they need, just their their sports coats. They put the sports coats on, and then... uh, so the bad guys masquerading as the noon fellas, <clears throat> they go to pick up the female astronaut, and they, they get her in their car, and then they're driving. And then Jenk, at some point, there's a shot of, like, they stop the car. The female astronaut runs from that car, goes to another car, oh, yeah. like, they're, like a, an ambulance or something. She goes, all right, let's go. And then they, those guys <laughs> knock her over the head and put her in the ambulance and kidnap her. I didn't understand the, the yeah. like, transition there. Did I miss something? Like, why? I think they had a flat tire. Like, that's why they got out, and then they weren't watching uh, oh, it for okay. a second. So I'm guessing that's why a lot they had of, A lot of car end. trouble early in this film, along with a lot of funny <laughs> calls and car trouble. <laughs> a lot like the movie we watched last week. A lot of car trouble the first couple minutes. And hitchhiking. <laughs> hitchhiking, yeah. Uh, yeah, last week, uh, Miles, <laughs> we watched something called Auntie Lee's Meat Pies. Did you ever hear of this? I did. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> I did. My friend Jeff Burke and I used to used to go on Tubi and Roku and all that shit, and we'd watch anywhere from three to like seven bad movies in a row. Oh. yeah, it was pretty excruciating. Um, yeah, it, the last couple, I, I was sweating and kind of delirious. You know, I, I don't remember what's real and what's not. Um, <laughs> we can just do one. Someone had to punch you show. back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, I got knocked back in. You watch a <laughs> yeah. shitty movie, you, you start to lose consciousness. <laughs> then the Howling 2 comes out, Sybil Danning rips her top off, and you, you come right You're back, back in. in. You're back in. <laughs> right back in. Uh, all right, so they get the female astronaut. They take her. And then they, the, the bad guys then snipe somebody in a car and kill that guy. I don't know. Basically, what we're getting at here is the female astronaut gets kidnapped, and they call in Sybil Danning to come rescue her. All right, that's the point here. Yeah. Because Sybil Danning's a badass. So then Sybil Danning has to go down to some, like, South American country or something and uh, meet up with some agent down there. And, uh, Miles, did you ever see some movie called Our Man in Havana? I've heard of it. I never saw it. it it's a, a classic film, I guess, with Alec Guinness, I believe. You know, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ooh. And yeah. I, yeah. The premise, yeah. I think the premise... I haven't seen of, it. He's like a CIA agent down in Havana, and he's like a drunk, like kind of like a drunk, but he's undercover. So I think that's what they were going for here. 
Because I've never seen it either. But I'm guessing. Yeah, that's what the, uh, uh, the drunken MI6 agent. No, I didn't. I didn't connect that to our man in Havana. But uh, he, that character, is consistently drunk throughout the entire film. Um, yeah, <laughs> like the like the guy she meets up with. He's a drunk agent. He's always boozing it, and uh, he's there for like passing out. Relief, I guess you could say. Oh, oh, I almost forgot one thing. At the beginning of the movie, over the opening credits in the shooting range, Jank, you love the 80s music. How about that song? The Ooh, yeah. Song, Tough But Tender. That was pretty good. The name is Tough But Tender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't the mind it. song for Panther Squad. <laughs> no Tough and Tender by uh, Device. Now, that's a song, but <laughs> this is also yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, Miles Watson, this, uh, this Kevin Jank fella, he doesn't like Sybil Danning, but he loves 80s music. He knows his '80s music. Well, this movie has has its own song that was commissioned for it at the beginning. Tough, but yeah, tender. tough and tender. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah that that song <laughs> was was written for this film. Wow, that's a lot of work for this yeah. film. I don't know if you needed to do that. Sybil Danning used her influence to get that song written. <laughs> uh, who, who can blame him? <laughs> All right, so Sybil's down in uh, I don't know where the fuck they are. Did they ever mention the country there where they are? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's some third world South American country situation. So, yeah. Because uh, that's where the female. Because I guess this space clean operation, they're working with some military group in one of these countries. This corrupt uh, like dictator situation, and uh, I don't know. Uh, it's very convoluted. How do you expect us to understand it when I'm pretty sure the screenwriters didn't understand it? Because I yeah. really have no idea what's going on. But uh, so Sybil Danning, she eventually has to assemble uh, her uh, team of six ladies. And um, I don't know how to put this gently, but not the best looking mercenaries I've ever seen. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are a couple like, of cute ones. And if, maybe yeah, two. Yeah. Two out of six. I think two out of six. Was yeah. Really there. But we, we also, and just, just rolling this conversation back to our discussion of Sybil earlier, we do have to remember that beauty standards in the early mid-80s <laughs> were very different from what they are now. And I know this should be true because I was there. And when you're a horny 13-year-old and you still don't find some girls attractive who, like, Wait. these girls wouldn't even talk to you. You know what I mean? But okay. you are judging them. <laughs> you know Miles. something's wrong with fashion. But Miles yeah. is the uh, genius of Andy Sedaris because he was also making movies in the 80s. But who did he hire? Playmates. He knew Nothing what he was doing. Playmates, yeah. Nothing but Playmates. Fair enough. Fair and enough. But so, they couldn't afford Playmates. And this, this movie was shot somewhere in the in like the Netherlands yeah. or something. So they're, they're, they didn't have any Playmates. But I think all the budget went to hiring Sybil Danning and the special effects of the laser gun at the end. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! (laughs) But but you know we're coming off. They tried to hide the the fact that the ladies weren't that attractive too by like always having long shots. Like you really didn't get a good look at most of them. (laughs) Like there there were two that I thought looked pretty damn good in bikinis once they once their hair was wet and those horrible haircuts were washed out. But yeah, they actually they look like. If you've ever driven down Hollywood Boulevard at about 3.30 in the morning and been catcalled <laughs> oh, by like the hookers it. at Hollywood and Highland, uh, which I never have, um, that never <laughs> happened to me. But if – hey, baby. <laughs> but a yeah. guy I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I that filed Gotten 
was driving was down <laughs> and saw girls a lot like that. Well, see, I've never been like to, if like, you a cross Benatar with a crackhead. Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, comparison. But uh, yeah. for me, I was thinking it's kind of like if you ever need to go to Walmart like two thirty in the morning. These are the kind of people you see. Shopping. <laughs> oh, shit, man. You'd, you'd have better <laughs> luck avoiding a sexually transmitted disease on Hollywood Boulevard than you do at Walmart. <laughs> but, Fucking but yeah, they spoke a little bit better English than they would at Walmart at 3 in the morning. <laughs> wow. But, but Jank, <laughs> that's a good point you brought up, Jank, about the, uh, the long shots of the ladies. Because there was one brunette who I really thought was kind of good looking, yes. but I could never tell. I could never tell because I never got a good look yeah. at her the entire movie. <laughs> I, I think I know trying. exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. She looks really I like her too. But uh, I just couldn't tell. <laughs> couldn't tell. Um, and yep. the other – well, there's something else about the ladies. Oh, we don't even get their names. Like we never hear a name for any of these ladies. Like, like no. the drunk guy makes a joke. Like he makes a little joke. He calls some like sleazy or something like that. But we never get like official names. None of them have a character at all. They're just six or even a special background. Like this is the yeah, this is the demolition girl, girl and stuff yeah. like that. This one's a sniper. It's just six random ladies uh, running along behind uh, Sybil Danning throughout the movie. That's basically all they are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so there's so there's that. Um, I don't. So yeah, Sybil Danning and the ladies they have to go to uh, try and rescue this female astronaut. They get into a fight uh, at a cantina at one point, right? Doesn't Sybil Danning? I remember she, like, beat somebody up in a cantina. <laughs> um, well, I think the first fight is when she's, she's talking to that one girl, and then she comes back outside, and those three toughs are waiting for her. Oh. They saw her and there's, a there. slow motion. there's that slow motion <laughs> yeah. fight scene where those guys are there. <laughs> the scene was atrocious. It, like, randomly oh. cuts to a shot of the couch in the middle of the fight for some reason. I was like, did this... <laughs> Did they splice that in accidentally? <laughs> no, I I, the, the editor, the editor of the film was was he he was he he was doing lines of coke, and he had to look <laughs> down, you know, because you got to look down when you're doing a line of coke. So he, he's, he's looking down, and and the fucking somebody's like another his assistant is smoking a fucking twelve inch fucking joint, and he's like, hey, I've got this fucking picture of a couch and the guy says, don't put that in the movie man don't do that <laughs> but i forgot that one of my favorite things in this film is leading up to that scene uh sybil danning is trying to track down where they could be hiding this female astronaut so she talks to an informer or one of her connections down there and he he like they're meeting in his apartment or whatever and he writes down on a piece of paper the name of this lady sabrina whims and he writes it down and, boom, puts it on the paper. And he's like, you need to find her. You'll, if you find her, you'll be able to uh, find out maybe where they're hiding this female astronaut or whatever. So she goes around town just stopping random people, including a little kid fishing, a couple dudes, like, painting something. And she says, hey, <laughs> yep. have you ever seen this? And she doesn't have a photo of Sabrina Wims. She has a piece of paper with the word Sabrina Wims written on it. And she shows him the paper <laughs> and points to the name. <laughs> Well, (laughs) like, like, couldn't she just say, "Hey, do you know a lady named Sabrina Wims?" (laughs) She holds up the paper. Oh my god, I love it so much. Don't underestimate the power. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Are you claiming that's unrealistic? (laughs) 
I love it. That's why this movie, it has a lot of problems, and we'll highlight them as we go. But some of this stuff is glorious. Like, that is awesome. And then she goes to the apartment because she, uh, like she, she found an address finally for Sabrina Wims. And she goes there, and it's like Sabrina's roommate's there just by herself. And this girl seems like all coked, like all high or whatever. And she's like, hey, uh, if you ever tell, if you ever see Sabrina, I have a note for her. For her. Can you please give her this note? And, uh, and then she leaves. And as she's walking out, there's three guys who are trying to rape her, like jump her. And, and uh, Sybil well, Danny. Well, three guys goes, plus the couch. Oh, yeah, the couch. <laughs> yeah. But she's Miles, the, the ringleader. Sybil Danning just unleashes on them with some crazy yes, kung fu. <laughs> bang, 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 dropping them left and right. And like you mentioned, it cuts into slow motion for a couple seconds, and you really get to yeah. see the technique. Oh, it's so The awesome. slow motion is like a different color and like, like <laughs> film mm-hmm. stock, so it looks all grainy and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little yeah, yellowish. The, the film stock changes during the movie multiple times, and I just – I don't even have an explanation. I don't even – I'm one of those people that always comes up with some kind of bullshit theory to explain everything just to, just to make myself feel better about what, you know, the universe. <laughs> like, oh, I have a possible explanation for that. Why the yeah. film stock constantly changes in this film, I don't fucking know. I got well, nothing. Well, I'm guessing it's just because, like, they were running out of money and they just had to get whatever film they could, you know, what, you know whatever quality. <laughs> hey, I found this on the floor by yeah. that couch. <laughs> they recorded over If it. you hadn't spent <laughs> all the money on Coke, we'd have a proper budget. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> so Civil Danning beats up those three dudes, and then uh, – they track she she keeps an eye though on that roommate so that roommate's enjoying an ice cream cone and she's walking down the street to mail a letter to sabrina whims or whatever and sybil danning runs in and says hey not so fast and she grabs the letter and sees what the address is and she goes ah, i got her so now she knows where sabrina wow. whims is i guess i don't know <laughs> but she's so uh detective is miss tree <laughs> that's right miss tree i love miss tree all right so uh <laughs> They have to go find the lady now, and she gets her team. And when they first assemble the team, they go to the house, and uh, the safe house they have. And right away, the girls say, hey, let's swim. Let's go for a swim. Yeah. And they get in their bikini. Like, oh, boy. The now, see, if this was Andy Sedaris, though, those girls get naked and jump in the pool. You know? <laughs> yes. But here, yep. they just get in bathing suits. So that's a letdown. Uh, Even if you're Angie Lee's meat pies, like they wear like a skimpy's bathing suit that they just pop out of. Exactly. (laughs) This movie, nothing. Yeah, spoiler alert, there is not a single boob in this entire movie, right? Not one. No. No, there's no, uh, there is absolutely no nudity in this film. I was not happy about this because that's basically the only reason we do this bit on the show is we watch terrible movies to see naked ladies. That's the only reason we do it. And yeah, uh, fair enough. The end of each I got no beef with that. <laughs> there was not a single goddamn naked lady in this entire film, so I was outraged. I at least and for a European B movie, that's weird. Yes, yeah, European exactly. movie, yeah. that's really weird. A French director, come on, what are you doing? Yeah, and his name is Chevalier. I mean, granted, he used some fucking American name for this one, but uh, (laughs) when your name's Chevalier, I'm thinking artistic nudes got to be at the center of your being. But (laughs) and and while they're swimming, like five of the girls are swimming, and Sybil's talking to that drunk agent, and then inside, another girl's like fixing up her hair or something, and some random dude comes in to attack her. (laughs) This one's pretty great, and she turns around (laughs) and like sets them on fire. 
<laughs> with like I don't know her hair <laughs> with a with hair, hair dryer. dryer? <laughs> yeah, that's also part flamethrower. <laughs> she just sets this dude on fire, and he falls out the window. He's rolling around in the grass. No one seems oh, to care. Um, <laughs> can we can we mention that that she sets fire to his crotch? Oh yes, and the, fire the, yeah. the the fire well the fire spreads but it's a it's a oh. crotch shot. It, she sets fire to his crotch, <laughs> and then it spreads. Oh, this reminds me of something I uh, I just saw on the internet like last night I think. Uh, I like to do scholarly research on the internet, Miles. You know, and a lot of times my scholarly <laughs> research takes me <laughs> into Uh-oh. the depths of Reddit. But uh, when I'm not oh, doing uh, wow. scholarly yeah. research, that's productive. I, Years ago, I discovered a subreddit called uh, Hold My Cosmo, where basically it's little mm-hmm. clips of women who are drunk uh, doing stupid shit. And it, it's very funny. <laughs> Most of them, they're just like falling down or like, uh, you know, thinking they can do some crazy thing and they cannot do. Kind of like they they can be a mercenary in a third world country yet they're running around tripping and dropping their machine gun or whatever. That's kind of what you're getting with Hold My Cosmo. Uh, but last night I saw this clip. They're at a bar, and this dude's super drunk, and this girl is, like, uh, pouring uh, booze on him. And, and he's like, yeah, no, I, I'm super drunk. And she tries to taser him as, like, a gag. Uh-oh. Sets him on fire. He just bursts into flames. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, holy There's fuck. a CSI. There's a CSI episode uh, where that happens. They taser a dude, and he's so drunk that his blood catches on fire or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, I was Holy not, shit. like, usually this sub, it's very funny. Like, oh, it's a funny ha-ha, fall down, go boom, something like that. I wasn't expecting to see a guy engulfed in flames. I hope, prayers <laughs> to that fella. I hope he's all right. But, man, Oof. that was terrible. But that's what I thought of when I saw this uh, Panther Squad lady just ignite a dude with her hair dryer. Just, Set him on fire. And then uh, th- while the girls are swimming, another dude is sneaking around in the trees. And that drunk agent guy, he's reading a book. He just pulls out a gun and shoots the guy without even looking and then goes right back to reading. So I, I guess there's your comedic relief in the film. But yeah, the drunk. It, yep. it made no fucking sense. <laughs> what is happening? Nope. I don't understand what's nope. happening. Yeah. <laughs> it was after he and those had assassins his assassins oh, sorry-ass-looking motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, those assassins were just absolutely bargain basement. I don't even think they had weapons. Yeah. No, I don't think they did either. <laughs> they were just like perverts. It looked like two fucking peeping Tom <laughs> pedophile fucking yeah. guys that were just like, let's <laughs> let's, recruit, let's recruit these two scumbags who got out of fucking jail today and have them go attack the Panther Squad. Well, one of them got his crotch set on fire, and the other one got shot by a drunk. So, Jank, uh, then, then I think there is a fight. Uh, they go to a cantina. She's supposed to meet some other agent. He has a contact there. And they're like, oh, I'll, I'll go meet that guy. So when that guy walks in the back, though, there's another guy there who kills him. And then Sybil Danning goes in the back. <laughs> yeah. and, and she finds him dead. And then the guy, he looks like a little Manny Pacquiao. He hops up well, on him. Well, was he dead, head. though? He was kind of like, he looked well, fine. And then he was like kind of pretending to be like, oh, like I woke up again, and I don't know. Yeah. It was the worst acting of a dead person I've ever seen. But then they cut back to him. He had blood running out of his mouth. So, yeah, I think he's dead. And then uh, Manny Pacquiao, though, he hops up behind the kegs, and he's, like, talking to her in some foreign language. And she's like, hey, do you want to talk or do you want to fight? And then she just beats the fuck out of this guy because she's simple <laughs> Danning. Bang, 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 bang. Double Danny, one. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao, zero. 
<laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she ends it pretty quick. And then she goes out back into the bar area, and there's more fighting going on. And uh, oh, uh, doesn't she have a line like, uh, uh, "Do you like um, do you play American football or something?" Uh, the guy asked her, and she says, "Yeah." If, or she says she plays American football, and like, "What position?" He's like, "Oh, what else? Kicker, of course." And she kicks the dude in the face, and then starts kicking him around the bar. <laughs> oh my goodness! Man, yeah, Manning. what a woman! What a woman! <laughs> She's a lot of women. I can't get enough. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Basically, that's it until the end, right? Let's just get to the end. Uh, they, go, they, <laughs> they shove. They 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 attract the female astronaut down to like the third world uh, dictator military guy's place, and they they there's like forty armed military dudes with machine guns. Six ladies with their machine guns, and they like shoot the dirt. And they say, "Hey, yeah, Sybil Danning says, drop your guns or I'll blow off your Nikes." That's another great line. You might want to jot that down <laughs> yeah. for your next uh, book. Write that line down. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta write that down. I'll blow off your Nikes. <laughs> so, so all the guys, well, they they drop their guns. They put their guns on the ground, and then Sybil threatens them again. And they cut back to the guys, and they have their guns up in the air again. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. There was some an editing mishap. There. <laughs> Another editing mishap. Go figure. <laughs> I find that hard to believe in this movie. Maybe <laughs> really the couch was editing the film at this point. But they uh, so they assault the they sneak into this base too and like Sybil's like hijacking. Oh, there's a great scene where uh, a guy hears Sybil sneaking around underneath him like he's on a platform and he opens up machine gun fire and that causes the other girls to start fighting dudes. But then Sybil gets all sneaky. She sneaks underneath him on the platform, comes up behind him, throws a knife into his back. He drops his machine gun. She runs underneath the platform area and then grabs the machine gun before it hits the ground on the other side. That was awesome. I love that so much. <laughs> that was great. Come on, Miles. That was like diehard level action awesome, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> That's right. I, I actually do believe Die Hard was inspired by this movie. <laughs> Man, <laughs> hey, in that movie we told you about uh, Phantom Planet, or what's it called? Phantom Zone? Phantom Zone? Uh, Empire. Phantom Empire. There's the scene where Sybil Danning throws a uh, spear into a dinosaur and kills a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> it is so, it is so then salutes him. Yes. <laughs> For a <laughs> battle well earned. <laughs> Uh, I think I have it. I'm like, I'll, I'll tweet it to you, Miles. It's it's amazing. But uh, <laughs> so they, they launched their attack on this place. The the bad military guy, he like um, he uh, backstabs the clean space people. So he turns on them, and now he just wants to blow up the world for some reason because apparently he yeah. forgot that he's also the world. But he wants to blow it up. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he wanted to take over the world, but it seems like the world's going to die if they don't go to space. So what good is it? This world's going to yeah, be Yeah, so he has some plan any day now. where he's going to he's going to detonate all the nuclear power plants somehow, I don't know, around the planet. So uh with his mustache have, perhaps. <laughs> they have to uh, stop him from doing that. <laughs> but uh he takes the female astronaut as hostage and they make their escape in a jeep and Sybil Danning says, "Hey, here's a motorcycle. I'm going to get on this motorcycle and chase him." And she looks awesome getting on the motorcycle. Oh, we forgot to mention that Sybil Danning this whole time, <laughs> she's, she's, wearing, she's wearing this leather, leather outfit that is extraordinary. It's like leather pants, a leather halter top, 
and like leather gloves up to the elbows, basically. Mm-hmm. And also, and she's got the leather gauntlets, and she's got heels on, and like a spiked, studded belt, and in a choker, a choker, massive well. sunglasses. Yeah, and it's it's hilarious because the the girls. I should point this out too that the that the Panther Squad, whatever the fucking the the girls, the hookers, are. <laughs> <laughs> there's scenes of them like running to a car or whatever, and they're wearing heels. And it's yeah. like you literally <laughs> wearing high heels as you're doing these combat sequences and everything. Are you out of your fucking mind? Like you're already dressed like a fucking hooker, but you're actually yeah, wearing stiletto heels running around. You're trying to do fight scenes wearing these things. I'm, I, I, it's yeah. Like, there's a scene where the, they're on, the like, a internal dirt. logic. The internal logic of the howling to your sister is a werewolf <laughs> is actually better oh, than this. That's yeah, way better. It's way better. Yeah. But yeah, it's not good like Black like, Widows or something where they're supposed to seduce their targets or something like that. No, they're just going in as commandos, yeah, essentially. Into, into combat, wearing stiletto heels. Yeah. But there, there's a scene on like an old dirt road where they're talking to the one agent guy, and then their, their Jeep is down the road. So Sybil's like, come on, let's go. And they all start running as a pack of seven down this dirt road in their high heels. And it's pretty <laughs> glorious. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Not exactly athletes running in high heels either as we're going. No. But, uh, all right, so uh, Sybil Danning's chasing them on a motorcycle. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but uh, that's not Sybil Danning on the motorcycle when they show it driving. Like, I don't know if you caught up on that, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's a dude with a wig on that motorcycle. <laughs> well, that's going to make what you were doing during that scene feel real awkward. <laughs> but it's like a very obvious wig. And uh, I don't, if it is a lady, it's a flat-chested lady. And, uh, but then they show, they'll show close-ups of Sybil, though. Uh, like with a green screen behind her, and she's like ducking bullets and shit. It's it's awesome. It is great. But the bad guys they they shoot out her tire though, and she wrecks her motorbike. And the, and the bad guys are actually like laughing at her as they're driving away. But then the Panther Squad pull up in their uh, van, and the the girl who is driving jumps out so Sybil can hop in and drive because she's Sybil Danning. She must drive, you know. But the girl that hopped <laughs> out, she forgot to put it in park. So if you notice, the van is drifting backwards as Sybil jumps in it, and like she starts it up, and so that's pretty good. Uh, I love that as well. Goddamn Panther Squad! I love this movie. It's the best. <laughs> Might be the only one. <laughs> so all right, so they get to the end, and uh, they confront the guy, the bad guys there with the the astronaut lady, and uh, they start doing a big shootout. Bang bang bang! All the Panther Squad with guns, and the bad guys with guns. And the astronaut lady, I had to go back and rewind this to make sure. But, yeah, she just escapes. She just slips out and runs back to them. They, we, they never show her being safe. They just, there's a brief glimpse of her running away from the bad guys. And, uh, but Sybil's like, oh, no, this, this gunfight's taking too long. So, Miles, uh, do you remember what she does here to, like, end the, end the fight? Yeah, she has a um, – what did you call it? A, a – bla- um... A blaster, uh, a little laser gun, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. She has this Battlestar Galactica looking gun. Yep. And it fires a a purple ray. <laughs> at uh, blue. Look blue. At El yeah. Presidente. Yeah. At that El Presidente guy with the mustache, who reminds me a little <laughs> bit of the the El Presidente and Commando. You know. Ooh, yeah. I, I never um, saw Commando. Whatever that state country was, yeah. 
Yeah, San Pedro or some fucking made-up country. But uh, she she annihilates both him and the vehicle that he is. Uh, I thought she was just going to make the vehicle disappear and then shoot him. You know? Yeah. He was going to be standing out there going, oh, what the fuck happened to my vehicle? And then bang, you know. But actually, <laughs> she using her using her blaster with its blue and or purple ray, she makes uh, them all go away. She disappears. Them. She it goes away. It just disappears. And the special effects are fantastic. Oh yeah, top of the top of the line. I mean, you, you can't ask Seems for like better. The beam got stuck back into the gun. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, she because, sucks them into her gun now. Like, like they show they show Sybil pointing the gun, and then like there's clearly like an overlay of blue like added to the shot, and it, like it doesn't even match up with the barrel. It's a little off the barrel. And it, it shoots to the, the Jeep, and then the Jeep gets outlined in blue, and it, like, flashes blue, and then they all disappear, and then the ray comes back into the gun. And Sybil uh, looks at the gun and smiles and, like, blows imaginary smoke off the barrel of the gun. <laughs> and, and My that's favorite the last... part of this is – yeah, go ahead. <laughs> was uh, there's a voiceover during this whole scene of, like, the scientist guy being like, this should only be used in, a, you know, the most direst of situations, yeah. like – it's you can't use this gun unless you really yeah. need to. And Last resort. Like, why? Nothing. Nothing happened. Yeah. You'd so you're like, oh, this is gonna kill the user too or something, right? No. There's no side effects at all. No consequence yeah. to using it. So why not use it all the fucking time? Yeah. It's yeah. That's like, a, that and actually, really, it's not like that was really. I, a, like, I have to say, situation. if you've ever There's seen the movie Crawl, yeah, 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 it reminded me of of the 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 weapon in Crawl because they're like, you can never use this. <laughs> This movie that we, you know, this, this special weapon that we designed the entire movie around, you can never use it unless it's in a critical situation. And at the end of the movie, he uses it and like annihilates the bad guy, and he gets out of his, you know, it, it gets it's like a get out of jail free card. This whole fucking thing, and you're like, wait a minute, wait, wait. He had this weapon the whole fucking time, and and so we you told him not minutes. to use it. It's literally the ultimate weapon. And you told him not to use it, and there's no fucking consequence. Like, what do they call that, a resource <laughs> cost when you use a weapon and, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. oh, it makes you tired or it takes years off your life or it hurts you or causes you pain. No, there's nothing. There's not. We're <laughs> nothing like, what the fuck didn't you use this in minute 17 of the movie, you dumb shit? Yeah, she should have been <laughs> blasting people with her purple and or blue uh, laser from, from the very beginning. Why would she fight those morons in the, near the couch? <laughs> Why not just blast yeah. him with the special gun? Should have shot the couch. Kick the gang out at its head. No, 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 no. no. Let, don't bring the fucking couch into this, Jank. Don't you fucking bring the couch into this. So she smiles knowingly and blows the smoke off the uh, the barrel there of the laser gun, and that's it. That's the last time we see Sybil Danning in this fucking film. So then there's, like, two more yeah. minutes of, like, voiceover and, like, the, the – uh, the scientist guys, oh, we forgot, like, the, they had to blow up the space center to prevent the uh, the world-destructing plan or whatever. But Sybil Danning doesn't even do that. Her Panther Squad, they don't even do that. Some <laughs> random scientist guy from Space Clean who was angry because the, the militia backstabbed uh, his boss or whatever, he goes to the place and blows up the facility, and, like, he saves the day. Sybil Danning and the Panthers Squad really did jack shit. They saved that team last <laughs> But the world still would have blown up if it wasn't for that random scientist who we didn't even really know throughout the movie. I mean, he was like in one scene before this or whatever, two scenes maybe. 
Like, oh, all right, I guess. I want to see Sybil. He was Danny probably save the trying world. to. You know? No, no. I, I, I honestly, uh, and I still don't know why it's. Why is it called the Panther Squad? Well, because there's a delay. Yeah, that's true. I don't think they ever They're called them of... that in the movie, though. <laughs> They're a bunch of Panthers. <laughs> well, women in their 60s going after younger men? Yep, that sounds <laughs> Those are right. Cougars. Those are Cougars, right? <laughs> oh, There's wow. Cougars okay. are in their 40s. Wow. Cougars are in their 40s? <laughs> oh, I didn't realize there was yep. a designation. Panthers in their 60s. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah. some of them, at least four of the six, did look in their 60s. <laughs> so I would say that maybe. <laughs> but, was Sybil Danning one of them? <laughs> no, no, she was not. So, uh, I I, Sorry, I also like the voiceover the scientist uh, at the end there, or the the noon people or whatever. He's like, uh, he says something along the lines of, despite a, uh, a an unimportant incident that only delayed our launch a little bit, we're now ready to launch the rocket into space with our new FEMA. So that's nice when the movie even admits that there was nothing of significance that happened until this point. Like it was just a minor obstacle. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Really wasn't even worth watching them. Well, I think they were time. downplaying it so the public yeah. wouldn't panic. Unfortunately, as a viewer of the movie, I was like, "Yeah, really, not much happened." Yeah, he's right. He's right on the money there. <laughs> that really wasn't much. Uh, but they launched their other uh, rocket into space, and everyone's happy. And then the closing shot is the Panther Squad's van driving away down the road, and that's it. That's the movie. It just ends. Done and done. Yeah. <laughs> so, Miles Watson. What did you think of Panther Squad? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll tell you something. There were a lot of really bad B and C movies made in the 80s, direct to cable, direct to VHS, and this is one of them. Oh, I oh, did not really Miles, appreciate what? what? The helicopter oh, go ahead. was chasing the Jeep. Remember the helicopter? Oh, the model? And, uh, I'm sorry, you mean uh, yeah. the model of the helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> and then Civil Danning, that, that British guy, he has a bunch of guns in his trunk, and he gives, like, the guns to the girls, and Civil Danning gets, like, a three fifty seven or whatever, and she just takes out the helicopter with one shot. Bang. Shoots the guy. And then they go to stock footage of an explosion. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of stock footage in this movie. <laughs> Pretty realistic, though. Anytime there's, like, a rocket <laughs> launching or scientists. Yeah. But all right, sorry to interrupt, Mouth. But I wanted to get that scene in there because I'm sure once you remember that scene, you're like you'll give this a higher score now because it's the <laughs> Panther Squad. Oh right, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> that that fucking changes everything. Yeah, I forgot a model <laughs> of a helicopter that's crashing into some stock footage that uh, looks like it was it was removed from an episode of The Fall Guy from the fucking 80s. <laughs> yeah, it was it's it's pretty. Be bad, yeah. But let's let's face it. Um, there were a lot of bad movies that were made in the eighties. This uh, B movies, drive-in movies, direct-to-video movies, whatever the fuck you want to call it. This movie is fucking terrible. It's so bad. It's so bad that it's kind of hard to believe how bad it really is because there's a level of badness where you're like, okay, you know. This movie sucks. And then there's another level of badness <laughs> where you're kind of like, were they trying? Like, did they not know? Because when, when I was growing up, you know, we made movies on Super 8. We made movies um, on, you know, those big shoulder-held video cameras and everything. 
And yeah, you know, like we we and they were terrible, right? They were you know teenagers making making some kind of movie, and we had cap guns and you know plots. This is like that. It's that bad. But somebody <laughs> somebody fronted a couple of hundred thousand dollars to make this happen. Somebody yeah. spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to be like, let's make Panther Squad. And and it exists. It's a thing. It got made. I know. It is. I think Sybil Danning was a producer, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. You wanted to be a producer? For this. I love it even more then. <laughs> Sybil Danning is a producer. <laughs> uh, but I will say uh, the acting in this film is not so good. But I think Sybil Danning acted the shit out of this movie. And I, uh, the drunk agent guy was pretty good. But uh, everyone else was uh, pretty terrible. Yeah, I think. I found the drunk aging guy confusing because he wasn't really drunk enough to be drunk other than the times he was passing out. He was just acting like a weirdo. Oh, yeah, he passed out on Sybil Danning. One time Sybil Danning yeah. in bed in her laundry, and he, he he just stumbles in and passes out on top of her. And she says, was it good for you? A little joke there, Mouse. Was it good for you? Yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the most action he gets in the film. He passes out on top of her. He doesn't really <laughs> resent it, you know. She's used to him, like, falling face down and, you know, in his own filth and, like, <laughs> using her dirty well, pillows. Wait, well, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about the Panther Squad. Sybil Danning, I thought she looked great. And when she's wearing her little leather outfit, it looked awesome. And, by the way, apparently she kept that outfit after the movie. She uh, oh. wore it home. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. She liked it so much, she wore it home. Uh, so she looked great. The fight scenes in this, I know a lot of people like Daredevil on Netflix for the fight scenes and all that. No, no, no. These are the fight scenes you want. These are amazing. <laughs> Only she could have like, fought someone in the hallway. Like, like there is one part where they're sneaking into that military base or whatever, and uh, there's a guard, and one of the Panther Squad girls, one of the blondes, she like thr- she sneaks out from around, the- rolls like some stones on the other side of the guy to distract him. She walks over to him. He still just turns around. She grabs the gun, takes it out of his hands, and hits him in the belly with it. He just stands there, and he, like, just falls over. <laughs> or there's another <laughs> one where the one Panther squad, one of the brunettes, she's, like, hopping down some stairs in her stilettos, and there's three guys, like, military dudes there, and they're looking at her. And she just walks up to him and just, like, karate chops one, kicks one, and then pushes one, and they just fall down dead. Oh, so good. Hey, what about – what about when Sybil Danning has to get around the roadblock? So she goes up to the guys at the roadblock, and she's like, hey, I'm a tourist. I want to get some pictures. I'm a tourist. You guys. <laughs> so, oh, you yeah. don't look suspicious at all in your, in your leather. <laughs> your superhero leather. I kissed you guys on the cheek, you strangers. I don't know. Yeah, so she gets she puts one arm around each of the two guys, and the other guy's taking the pictures, and she's acting like she's kissing them on the cheek and shit. And they're like, oh, my God, this lady's hot as hell. And then she just grabs both their heads and bonks them together and, like, apparently kills them. <laughs> they just die. Well, there's some – there's a, a stock uh, stock footage of that one, too. Yeah. Stock and then, she, she, and then she hits the other guy with, like, a sex toy or something. It's like a – what was that? It's like a giant white vibrator. And she hits him with it, and he dies. And, uh, <laughs> I must have missed yeah, that one. It was – he hit someone like a white club or something. I don't know. But it was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so, man, there are so many awesome fight scenes in this movie. Uh, the stuff Sabrina whims and the note shown in around, that was great. Uh, man, I don't know. I really loved a lot of this. The, the, the downside is uh, no nudity. 
so that hurt. Yeah, um, that's that's a rough one. It is brief. The movie's short, so that's good. I love this film. Uh, I'm giving it a seven out of ten. That's right, seven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, did you give us a number Jesus. out of ten? <laughs> um, is there a number lower than zero? No. <laughs> it's civil dang in a leather halter top. We're under around beating. I know. I, I do have to give it. I do have to give it like some acknowledgement because I'm a civil Danning fan. And because the movie is so unapologetically, horrifically fucking yes. bad. And, and Miles, we're rating this on a scale of bad movies. It's not like Citizen Kane's a ten, you know. Yeah, we're on Hard Ticket to Hawaii is a ten on our show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Based on Hard Ticket to Hawaii, I'd give this a seven and a half. Ah, look yeah. at that. See, I convinced. Wow. You. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as, as, as based on Hard Ticket to Hawaii and Howling Two. In similar film. Uh, we're Sybil Danning marks. Anything Sybil Danning's in, we're, we're going <laughs> to Yeah, like. apparently. So, but uh, this yeah. film's fucking terrible. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, goddamn it horrific. But, seriously, but I would watch this again just to see those fight scenes and to see Sybil Danning running around in her little halter top. So, uh, Jank, uh, <laughs> would not. Anything, is there anything we missed that you'd like to mention about this movie, Jank? And what would you give it one out of ten? I mean, I don't, there's nothing else I can mention because as I mentioned to you earlier, like this went in one eye and out the other. Like as soon as it was over, <laughs> I forgot pretty much everything I saw. Uh, it went in one I think eye and out the other. I think I can only give it like a two. Because uh, wow. it was not a particularly enjoyable watch. And I would say of the movies we've watched, it's one of the more incompetently made ones. <laughs> Probably not because Two Killed Captain, Al- uh, Captain Alex. Has I, have I seen something you know so incompetently made? <laughs> and just terribly it is, edited it is and stuff. absolute trash. I mean, the fucking movie is garbage. <laughs> it's it's like right. as an actual film, it's a fucking flat zero. Like it's terrible. <laughs> But, it reminds me of like you know, when I was a kid and I tried to watch the later like uh, you know Planet of the Apes movies and you're like oh cool they're back in our time but then they're mostly just sitting around in like a government office talking a lot and you're just like oh this isn't that good after all uh, that's kind of what the beginning yeah. half of this movie felt like just a lot of weird scientists doing boring shit and not really explaining it very well yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Sybil Danning in a leather halter top. That's great. <laughs> yeah. She looks much, much better in Howling 2 and in mm-hmm. Battle Beyond the Stars than she does in this movie. Battle Beyond the Stars. I don't think the... That is like I don't think so the outfits they chose for this movie were actually very flattering for Sybil Danning's body. I like uh, the leather. Relatively speaking. I that. I, I don't think they really worked kind for of her. They kind of compressing her... Uh... Yeah, you they know, were compressing her, her boobs, which is, <laughs> is dumb because those things shouldn't be compressed. And those are the money having yeah. seen them, yeah, having seen them in The Howling too, it's like you know what they're capable of, right? You know that they shouldn't be <laughs> trifled with. They shouldn't be trifled <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah. Like you need, a, you need a fucking costume designer that actually knows, like, okay, I've got Sybil Danning in the house. How do I costume Sybil Danning? Do I do I put something you know like duct tape around her? No, no, we don't do that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I actually, I actually think the best outfit she had in this movie was the black kind of cocktail dress and heels she wears when she gets jumped by those three morons. She's actually kind of looks like she's, you know, 
Like that's that's more of like a regular kind of outfit that she's wearing, and I was like, oh, she looks really good in that. They should keep her in that, but then they put her in these ridiculous garments, and I was like, no, 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 no. no yeah, that's fair. I don't know if it's fair, but uh, if understand <laughs> it. But yeah, I get it. All right, so there it is, uh, Panther Squad. That's uh, highly recommended. It's on Tubi. Everyone should go watch it on Tubi. You'll love it. All right, next week I think it's Jank's pick. But Miles, next time you're on the show, we'll uh, we'll figure out a movie that you want to discuss, you know, and, and that'll be real good. But, uh, In this category, yeah, that's going to take some stretching into my brain. <laughs> Any real category? Well, if you're watching like um, three of these a night, you, I'm sure you got a good library yeah. to choose from there. Oof. I, I, I uh, do I, not have a library of movies like this. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I, I still wanted to do the uh, comic book top 11. Uh, do you have time, Miles? Or are you hanging around? Yeah. All right. Well, hold on one second because our buddy, the Ed, is, we told him we'd call him back, but uh, he, he just called back in. So we got to check in with our buddy, the Ed, and uh, give him an update. Ed, mm. are you there? Yeah, I want to fight this kid. <laughs> no, you don't want to fight Miles. Uh, yeah, we're still talking to our buddy, Miles. And we still have some more show to do with Miles, so I don't know if we can get you on the show. My Miles think he know a lot, man. I got the old one too. The old one the too, old the one old two. left, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just—I yeah, right. told y'all, no, you guys know who I was just with, and I'll put him yeah. in the cage with Miles. Miles, yeah, you want to fight Khabib? No, Miles, you want to fight Khabib? Yeah, he. No, I want to fight Double Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, I don't know if you've ever met our buddy the Ed. He's an interesting fella. He used to live in Vegas. Uh he's actually good friends with all the Mayweathers. Like legitimately. He he's he knows all the Mayweathers. Yeah, I was, I was at Floyd's today. I was over there, but they out of town they in Brooklyn tonight. Roly yeah. Roly gonna beat Javante, I think. Oh, all right. Gonna be a good uh, fight. But, yeah, but remember I told you Bivala was gonna beat Canelo easily. Yeah, yeah, he did tell us that. A, uh, also, uh, Miles, the Ed worked for Eagle FC, and he was just down at their last pay-per-view down in Florida, right? Yeah, I was down there with, with Khabib and Junior DeSantos and all them other suckers and stuff. Yeah. You know, now, I talked to Junior you, last night. Now, the Ed, I heard yeah, Eagle is the one that Khabib owns, right? Eagle, yeah, Eagle yeah, FC yeah. We were with Khabib and Ali okay, and yeah. all them guys. Yeah, yeah. It, it's starting. They, yeah. they in Miami. Huh. I, I heard that when you saw Khabib backstage, you double-legged him and took him right down. <laughs> no, man, you know what? Khabib, man, Khabib, he weird. One day he'd be like, hey, Ed, what's going on? Next day he don't say shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was standing by him by the weigh-ins before the, before the TV started because they do the, the thing on the TV, and they had me standing over there by the, by the fighters. And uh, he didn't say nothing to me, and I was like four feet away from him. Like, man, well, give me my wouldn't. check. I'm good, man. Give me my paycheck. I'm good, man. I probably wouldn't say anything to you either. Yeah. Man, I don't want to bust nobody up. Yeah. I was with uh, uh, this one fella today, Mike McCallum. He used to be the middleweight champ of the world. He was the, the body, body snatcher. snatcher. Yeah, the body snatcher. We had lunch yeah, today. Yeah, the body snatcher. He's a legend. Yeah, the we had lunch today. We went over to this chicken spot. He loved fried chicken. <laughs> me too. He was eating <laughs> the hell out that goddamn chicken. But the Ed, he was training uh, Devin Miles, Haney for a while. Yeah. Huh? Well, Miles, uh, you know, he boxes a bit, and uh, he's uh, he used to being around gyms and whatnot. Maybe uh, you and Miles could work out sometime together, you know? 
man, look, Miles don't want to get in the ring with me. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm 28 and I was a bank robber. It ain't going to be nothing when I go in there and knock him out. <laughs> He's undefeated as a bank My, robber. Miles probably don't know that I robbed 28 banks in the 70s and early 80s, but I never got caught. I'm 28 and I was a bank robber. Undefeated <laughs> as a bank robber. Yeah. Undefeated you as a bank robber. You got to know when to stop because... Well, yeah, because, see, these people, they always go one too many. And 29 is a bad number. Yeah. I don't mess with 29. Stop at 29. No, I knew. Stop at 29. It's all about it the numerology. You got, you well, got to know you the gotta numerology. Know. You got to know what numbers work for you and what numbers don't. Like you heard of the kid, the kid uh, didn't not, what's his name, Kenny Rogers Roasters? He's saying yeah. you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Know when to fold them. <laughs> yep. Ed I like Kenny Roger Roasters. They don't make they don't make Kenny Roger Roasters no more. Yeah, I think it went out of business. What was weird? They had a Roy Rogers and a Kenny Rogers chicken place. Yeah. What's up with Unrelated. Rogers? Unrelated. No, they oh, were man. related. I, yeah. They were related. They were on the same <laughs> block in Vegas at one time. <laughs> well, yeah. It was a Kenny Roger <laughs> Roaster and a Roy Rogers right in the all same right, goddamn right. block. But I don't. When I was uh, when I was in high school, the 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 best place to skip class was the Roy Rogers on River Road when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did they have the old school Roy Rogers. They, they, oh shit, man, they, they had that roast beef. They had the, what happened to that chain, man? That was a good I chain. I never ate at a Roy Rogers. I don't know. I never ate it. I don't know. The one, I used to go to the Dolly Parton chicken because they had all breast. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the nipple, right? That's the that's yeah, favorite joke. Yeah. That's right. what I, did. Breast, the I, I did do that. I did go to the Kentucky, I went to the Kentucky Fried Chicken drive through and I said, give me two black breasts and cut off the nipple. And that lady said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're we're going to call the FBI while you're sitting here. Um, uh, we're a little disturbed by this conversation. Uh, <laughs> Why? What do you mean, FBI? I'm, I'm part of the FBI. I worked at the FBI. I was a female body inspector for years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I cloned uh, that T-shirt. Any other good, uh, any other fighting news you'd like to discuss here? Because Miles loves the UFC. Nah. Yeah. Well, loves I mean, UFC. I don't know if Miles knew that I used to run the Super Deluxe Baby Fights. That was like, man, that was, how many years ago was that? I was about 10 years and ago. <laughs> more than that, because the baby is... 16, almost 17, and he was 3 and 4 when he was fighting. So that's 14, 15 years ago. Wow, yeah. I think. That was a long time ago since we've been doing that, yeah. Yeah. I've known you kids for a long time now. And then baby Gene and his mom. His mom was pretty good looking. I liked her. She stayed the night a couple (laughs) times. But basically, Miles, Jen would get a bunch of the neighborhood kids together, and he'd he'd have have them fight in his backyard. And the first kid to cry would lose. Yeah, and that's, that's what he did. <laughs> fucking bunch of crybabies, man. Bastard what kids. what did the kid who, who won win? The belt, the championship yeah, belt. The My belt. son had the belt for a long time, the baby. And then baby yeah, Gene kept, kept baby cheating. No, baby Gene kept cheating. No, baby, baby Gene kept putting him in that damn hole he couldn't get out of. I was like, no, that's an illegal hole, man. Baby can't get out that shit. No, hell no. <laughs> well, and then, baby can't get out of it. Doesn't make it illegal. It was a good hole. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was illegal. We put it in there. We put the baby jean camel clutch is illegal in the rules. We couldn't do it. Baby jean could not do it. And then well, the Mexico the name, kids so was the, the Mexico kids was the tag team champions, 
and they used to come yeah. out with their uncle, and they'd be coming out with sparklers and shit, and they, yeah. you know, getting getting the crowd hyped, singing Viva La Vida Loca, and Billy Martin, Ricky Martin, or whatever his name was, was doing it. Billy Martin. Yeah. <laughs> so, but right, I mean, yeah. we had, I mean, we had sold out crowds of seventy five, eighty people watching. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then it had to stop eventually. Damn, yeah, and then uh, people started copying me, didn't they? Tell me, yeah. am I not the first one to do Super Deluxe Baby Fights? Me. You were the first one. You were the first one to do the Baby Fights. Right. Right. And then you see all these motherfuckers <laughs> at daycares and shit doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they still don't know how to You got to do it underground. Not, man, you got to understand. If you're going to run something illegal, you got to do it the right way. Because yeah. if you get <laughs> caught, you are in trouble. That's all I yeah, can tell illegal. you. Is you will be in trouble. Yeah, definitely. Trouble. All right. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. if you're gonna have if you're gonna have preschoolers fighting each other, then yeah, there should be an underground preschool fight league. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah super deluxe that. baby fights. We made t-shirts and everything. People bought some t-shirts. We were selling t-shirts and stickers and hats and shit. And like we have Franklin. Franklin died. My buddy Franklin, he passed away, but Franklin used to be there, and he'd be selling beers and hot dogs and shit. And we was making money. I mean, I think the most we made was about four or five hundred dollars in a night. Pretty good. Now, how much of that went to the baby fighters? They don't get paid. They get the belt if they win. <laughs> <laughs> They're too it's young for to have honor. A job. These kids, Mike, Mike Dell, for honor. Yeah, but these kids are too young to have a job. They don't got no social security card and no ID, driver's license. You can't make no money. Because you know to have a job in the world of America, you got to have a driver's license. If you ain't got no driver's yeah. license, you can't get no job. Who's going to hire somebody without a driver's license? Did, did you, you know give them, like, I mean, a juice box? 15. Did you give them, huh? like, juice boxes and some orange slices or anything? And they're in their dressing rooms. They had candy and stuff. We had a whole oh. unlimited supply of sweet room. tarts and all kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, that's good then. All right. Because, yeah, 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 I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But you guys knew that because we broadcasted a couple of times. Remember MJ Martin came in to Vegas and he actually came to the fights and he watched it and he told everybody how it went down. And uh he seen it first hands. Yeah, first baby. eyes too. Yeah. He seen yeah. it. Oh man, I'm looking out my hotel window right now. I'm in Las Vegas right now. I thought you were in Oklahoma. Weren't you in Oklahoma? Yeah, that was cool. I, I just got just got to Vegas. I just got to Vegas. I was in Oklahoma early. Now I'm in Vegas. You, I'm you made right it from Oklahoma season. to Vegas in two hours. <laughs> I'm in Caesar wow. Palace right now, up on the top. Yeah, well, wow. I ain't on the top floor. I'm on, I'm on floor. I'm the thirtieth floor. There's about twenty-eight floors higher than me. I can look right up and see them, but I can't see in their windows. I always wondered, man, if if you could look, and I'd be trying to look in other people's windows, but I ain't yet to see no naked lady. And yeah, you know, <laughs> naked in their windows. You must have watched Panther Squad. What's that? <laughs> no naked ladies in that either. There's no nudity in Panther Squad, man. That's false advertising. <laughs> Why they said there was? No. Yeah, I, well, I went into that thinking there was going to be yeah. nudity. And there was nothing. Yeah, Miles, who's going to win, Javante Davis or Roly Romero? Yeah, I don't know who either of those kids are. Miles don't know either of them kids. No, I'm sure I'm he thinking. Does. No, he I said he does. Huh? I don't know them. I'm sure Miles does. Oh, you know, uh, I'm not as up as I used to be, but I would take Javante Davis. Um. <sighs> 
That's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I I I, I it, Romulo, Romulo Romero is the betting favorite, right? No, he's a plus five hundred underdog. He's five to one. He he should get his ass whipped, oh, no. but he got a puncher's chance. Javante Davis. Well, good. Still, yeah, right, I, I, check... I would still say Javante Davis, but it, uh, yeah, I don't know what the he... odds in Vegas don't mean shit. Money moves the line, so the fucking people who are betting don't know shit, and that's that. That's how the odds get set. Oh but, no 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 no! Yeah. Tell him actually, what else did I do? Number one, nine. who's one of the greatest gamblers in the world of America? The I is one of the to hundred thousand dollars a day. I put yeah. fifty I mean, to hundred thousand dollars a day on games. No, you I did not, motherfucker. And how but many casinos in my ga- and how many casinos am I banned from? Like five <laughs> or six two. out here. Oh, <laughs> William Hill done kicked me out. The Golden Nugget kicked me out. Station Casinos kicked me out. I can only bet really at Caesars. MGM's all right, but they're janky. They don't be having no good numbers and shit. No offense to Kevin Jank when you call them janky. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, oh, Jank is on here. Yeah, Jank is here as well. Yeah. I've been saying Janky. I've been saying the word Janky before Jank was born. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, the Ed. How, how old you are, Jank? He's thirty-nine. Uh, thirty-nine. Yeah, I've been saying longer than that. Hey, the Ed. <laughs> uh, are you going to put big money on Javante Davis? No, I'm putting. I'm. I'm. I'll probably put like fifteen hundred on Roly Romero. Wow. That. That's plus five hundred. You get seventy five hundred back. Wow, I good luck with that. Yeah. Well, I, oh, I told you on Bibble. I oh, had Bibble oh, at any... plus three forty. Yeah, you like that Bibble guy. That was two thousand on uh, that. Any UFC fights this weekend? Yeah, yeah. My grandson, he's working over at UFC now. They got the Apex, I think, this week, and then they're going to Singapore like next week. Uh-huh. And then in in Eagle FC, listen to this. They trying to get Fedor. They trying to send Fedor to fight Jimmy DeSantos. Miles loves but Fedor. Fedor, oh. That's his favorite well, guy. Yeah, right? Fedor is a cool dude. I, I met him a couple of times. He's a big monster. That's the it, one kid I, I thought he was, was a well. kid. He's in Bellator, but Scott Coker going to let him come over. And, uh, like, do you guys remember a kid named Mirko Krokop? Yeah. Hell, yeah. I, I met mean, Mirko Krokop. I think I told you the story about Mirko. Yeah, that motherfucker stinks. I used to hate that dude, man. He would not take a bath for a whole week. Him and Matt Lindland. Them dudes would poop and not wipe. Nothing. For a whole week no. before the fight. And if you watch Mirko Krilkop's fights in the beginning of UFC, you'll even see some of the dudes like holding their fucking breath going, oh, Jesus Christ. But then Dana told his ass, hey, man, you got to start fucking bathing, man. Him and Matt Lindland. Both of them dirty motherfuckers. This shit. Oh no! <laughs> they did, man. That's when Crow Cop started taking a bath. He started losing. Yep, it's, it's like a baseball player with the fucking. Uh, it's like baseball players don't you know don't want to wash their clothes when they're on a streak and it stinks and it gets funky and yeah. shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I remember one time when one? I, I made I made like eight hundred and forty five free throws in a row, and I wore the same <laughs> underwear for those. <laughs> and that was spread out over like ten years. You made those eight hundred. Yeah, and I went. I went seventeen <laughs> years. I went seventeen years without missing a pass. People would just throw me a football. How did that streak end? Ah, that was some. I think it's controversy, man. We need fucking instant replay, but nobody was taping this shit. So I was walking. <laughs> I was coming out of Walgreens and shit at my new house in Arizona. And, oh, and this uh, just ended now, like within the last. It happened. No, this happened about six months ago. I was so. Oh, you, you didn't even tell us. I was, right. 
I didn't want to tell nobody. Now you made me tell you. I didn't want to tell nobody because I was embarrassed. But I'm coming out, and I got me a two liter of Coke in one hand. I got four of them big, long fucking Reese's that have four in the pack in my other hand. And I was trying to bend down to tie my shoe. And some motherfucker comes out of nowhere with a ball and fucking throws it at me. Oh, no. And it fucking hits the ground. <laughs> and I caught it, though. And I know my fingertips was under that goddamn ball. Oh, it's but like a Bird some other situation? dude, some dude oh, yeah. jumped out of the fucking thing. Bird Emanuel, that's my boy Sean King. That was hit Sean that threw that pass. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And yeah, see, it all comes around that I know everybody. And it's that wasn't Sean King that but threw that ball, was it? That came out of it. Yeah, it was Sean. We, no, we, saw, we talked about it the other day, the Bird Emanuel catch. No, no, no. That I'm was talking Sean. about. Sean King threw the football that made you drop your end your strike. Oh! He didn't throw that ball, right? It wasn't Sean. But okay. well, that's early. some other fucking dude threw the ball. No, Sean threw me four passes. I caught all of them. He threw me a yeah. one. I went 42 <laughs> yards down the sideline and caught it. We was over at the UNLV park. <laughs> no, no, no. He did throw it to me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And uh, he doing, he's doing his show right now at the Circle Hotel on VEASAN Radio. That VEASAN shit. <laughs> You know, he signed his ass to a four-year deal, 200000 a year to be on the fucking radio. How come like, we don't get a deal Christ. to be on the radio? Why don't you get don't us a know. deal to be on the radio? Let's go. Yeah, what's we up had with a that? deal. We was making money the first couple of years. We was making money. Then Blog Talk <laughs> fucking stole it. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> we were actually making a little bit of money. We were making a little bit of money each month. And uh, but Blog Talk would never tell you. They would never let you see the data about how they were getting the money. And I was like, Hey, I want to. Can we? I want to see the data. How are you coming up with this amount of money that we're getting each month? And they said, No, we can't show you that. So I got in kind of like an argument with them. And then uh, starting the next month, uh, we just didn't get any money, and we haven't gotten any yeah, money. Yeah, number one yeah. guy was getting That's like six hundred dollars a month. He was getting like six hundred yeah. a month. <laughs> no, no, not paying that fucking rent in the basement and everything. It wasn't that yeah, much. So this YouTube's guy. Big on that, so too. when I missed this pass. Some other fucking guy in a referee's outfit jumps out behind a fucking car and says incomplete. That's just bullshit. Well, that seems, well, that seems like it was, you know, that was a setup is what that was. Because you had a referee yes, that was, the shirt. You know I mean? That was premeditationized yeah. right there, man. I exactly. was so goddamn mad, man. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear about the streak ending yet. But uh, we, we still got some show here to do with Miles. I don't want to – he's a guest. You know, I don't want to keep him here while he, – you're like family, Ed, so I don't want to like uh, you know take away from a guest's time on the show. You understand? So yeah, he's a good he's a good guest. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he's a good kid. So we got to talk some yeah. more stuff. Um, <laughs> last time he got in the ring and sparred with somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened once or twice. Yeah, he sparred. A few no, times. when's the last Why, time? Why I can't remember anything. I heard the well, one you know. thing you said: the dude knocked you out and then knocked you back in. Hell yeah, man! So I fucking rem- and, I, I, and the fact that I remember that is is fascinating. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what you remember and what you don't. Because I, you know, working in law enforcement, like when they they fucking say like they'll arrest somebody and the person's like, yeah, my wife was murdered and the and the murderer knocked me out and he hit me over the head with a you know with a doorknob and a bag and I fell down and I passed out and the and the cops are always like, yeah, you don't remember what happens for a half hour after you after you, or before you get knocked out cold. <laughs> Right. Yeah, people don't know how so to these lie. Motherfuckers, 
these mur- yeah, these murderers are like, yeah, yeah, and then he hit me and I fell down and it's just like a television show when they're like, hey, what happened, Jim? And then like Jim's like, well, these guys hit me with a blackjack and I did it. You wouldn't fucking remember that. You'd be like, I was walking down the yeah, street. Yeah, you wouldn't know what you got hit with. Be like, look, I don't remember what happened. I was just standing there. Next thing I know, I seen fucking four days later. Yeah, exactly. I did. <laughs> See now, yeah, we know we know how to construct fucking... a. Yeah, we have a proper fake alibi if we ever want to commit a murder and pretend we were knocked out when it happened. Yeah, you gotta know. You gotta know what to tell people in a, in a, in a time of desperation and need. You can't. <laughs> you you gotta yeah. understand. Have you ever been knocked huh. out yet? Did anyone ever KU drop you in the gym? Just put no, you down. No, you know, but man, no one's even even talked about knocking me out. <laughs> Yeah. If some right, guy well, told me he was gonna knock me out, he'd get knocked out for saying it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean the only the only time I ever got hurt in the ring, and it's true, is when I tore my arm when I was sparring with Layla Ali, and I tore my arm up, and she got mad, and because she had to take me to the hospital and get my shit fixed. But I was like, hey man, you was the one talking shit, and I was talking shit. You told me to glove the fuck up, and I said. Well, if you got Roger Mayweather in my corner, I'm cool. So Roger put my gloves on me, and I got in there, and I threw a right hand, and she hit me a couple times. But when I threw that right hand, I threw it so hard, I tore my my goddamn muscle in my arm. And I went down to the ground, and she hit me when I was on the ground, and then everybody jumped around (laughs) me counting to ten and shit. And I was so goddamn mad. I was like, bitch, don't be fucking hitting me when I'm on the goddamn floor. Yeah, you can't hit someone like, when they're down. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, I was going down because my arm, like when I missed her, and then that's when she hit me in the jaw and I fell. And then everybody started oh, okay. laughing and all this shit. I was mad. Luckily, there wasn't so, no YouTube back then. So, really, you <laughs> missed Layla Ali with a punch. She dropped you with a counter, and then you blamed it on your arm. That's what happened? No, no, my arm was really, I, no, 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 I broke, I messed my arm up, that's why I was falling, because I went, uh, oh, shit, and I said, I'm hurt, and she went, pow, and hit me, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Yeah, okay. I was so goddamn mad, man, yeah, well, yeah, but, you know, right. that's how it goes, right, man, yeah. sometimes, <laughs> well, I appreciate right, well, you calling in here. Hey, next week, Ed, we don't have a guest lined up, so feel free to call, we'll spend a lot, a lot more time with you, all right? And I'll call and do my own goddamn show again. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because you know how people call me every day. People just be calling me out the blue. Ed, you going to do a show tonight? And I'm like, nah, I ain't doing yeah. shit. But, yeah. you know, one time I might just do it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you know? one time you'll do it. Yeah. They got Lil Wayne's going to be here at, across the street from Caesar's Palace tomorrow. They got Lil Wayne. You remember him? <laughs> yeah. I remember Lil Wayne. Yeah. And then uh, then they got that one fella, Penn and Teller. I yeah, told well, you, because you know I knew Penn and Teller. You know I know that's them two fellas. Guys. Remember I told you the story that Penn and Teller that time when I was, what was I late for the show because of them guys one night? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember right, that? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Because I heard, I heard Teller talk. See, he talked to me. He don't talk to nobody <laughs> else. <laughs> he got he got a good voice though. He's all right. Sound like somebody who wouldn't normally talk. All right, all right well all right, I'll let your kids go and you know <laughs> do whatever you, you got to do, and then uh, watch your movies and 
You know, talk about Panther whatever squad. you talk. What is it? Panther Squad. That was a yep. movie I seen one time called Suicide Squad. You ever see that one? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a famous I did see movie. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Huh? Panther Squad's a on a whole different level of fucking shitty hey. ass fucking movies. Hey, Ed, why don't you tell Miles what your favorite porno is? My favorite <laughs> one? Oh, Inside Shirley's Temple. That's a good right. one. <laughs> and then, but my favorite of all time is Leave It in Her Beaver. All right. Wow. <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, thank you, Ed. Maybe we'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right? All right. Don't let him talk bad about there you. There he goes. There goes the Ed. So, uh, yeah, how'd you like that, Miles? Is that your first interaction with the Ed? It is. Yeah. It is. I've, I've, I've often heard, uh, I've heard his name uh, referenced, and I yeah. uh, believe there's been some uh, some Twitter references. Yeah. Um, yeah. But from from you, Mike Dell? Am I yep. am I mistaken? No, no, no. Me and the Ed go way back. Uh, we've been. It's uh, the Ed from Vegas, right? That's exactly right, the Ed from Vegas. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to believe how I long remember. I've known the Ed now. Uh, I've been doing this for 15 something. And the Ed But Mike Dell, Mike Dell, you are a recluse, so how did you meet the Ed? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I've met him, but I've never met him. You know what I mean? Like, I've never okay. met him. <laughs> but how did, how did you meet him virtually or whatever you want to call it? I, I, I met him through our buddy uh, Dave Damashek, who used to do a radio show here in Pittsburgh, and the Ed was a regular caller on that show. And then I became chums with the Dave and the Ed and like the Ed called our show because we started a podcast to pay tribute to the Dave's radio show that got canceled. So the Ed started calling our show. And yeah, it's 15 years later, still talking to the Ed. So, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 15 years? Wow, that's a long... Uh, I you know. and I have only <laughs> known each other since what? 2000 and... I- it's almost, I think I started Seton Hill around 2010. So it's been like 12. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Know, that's that's, that's kind of scary. Time goes crazy fast. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't realize it had been that long. That's kind of fucking disturbing. Yeah, because right, that's <laughs> when you were at Seton Hill, right? Around 2010, like you were graduating. When did you graduate Seton Hill? Well, I did the first uh, run at Seton Hill from 2006 six to eight and then the second one from 10 to 12. Yeah. So I was a one coming into the program when you were leaving it the second time, right? Like, or yeah, that sounds about right. That you were sounds coming, about right. I don't know. Yeah. I think you were coming in the second time. I don't know, whatever it was, but uh, yeah, I think 2010 was when I started it. Um, yeah, it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Anyway. All right, so, uh, Miles, I also wanted to get uh, this uh, comic book list to you because uh, I know you wanted to come back on Flea Market Fantasy, and we're debating about, oh, what book should we do? And Mike L. always picks, like, the worst books. I don't know if you picked up on that, <laughs> but his books are terrible. And, uh, wow. Jank, he picked, a, he picked another one for next week called Chris Star. Did you ever Chris hear this? Star, that sounds vaguely familiar. It was something like 1980. That doesn't fill me with... With uh, excitement, I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, not me either. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, so every time Michael picks one of these shitty books, I'm like, oh, there's got to be a million other books we could pick. So I put together a list of 11 kind of obscure comic books. Uh, not obscure, but uh, less talked about comic books that we could possibly do on this show. 
and uh, I figured we could uh, go over them. Maybe we'll see something for you to do next time you're on, Miles, you know? I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. Comic book uh, selection. I'm down with that. And I wanted to uh, play the top 11 theme song, but uh, for some reason I'm not finding it. <laughs> we'll just... Here it is. Oh, all right. Go ahead and play it. Hey, that's not there it. There goes. That's the Panther Squad. <laughs> Just to go out. Um, <laughs> All right, we'll fuck it. Somewhere in here. Don't worry about it. We'll just skip it. All right, so Miles, at number 11 here, uh, I got the Micronauts comic book series from 1979 oh, yeah. to 1984. Are you familiar with the Micronauts? I'm not only familiar with them, I had numerous Micronaut toys growing up. In oh, fact, shit. When we yeah, when people reference the Transformers, trans, nope, wasn't interested. I was a Micronaut kid. Fuck the Transformers, <laughs> as far as I was concerned. That was bullshit. That was imitative shit that came later. Wow. The Micronauts were the shit, and their toys were also super cool. Which I wish I hadn't I, destroyed them all playing with them. But I had, uh, no, they idea. Had, some cool... I had no idea you were into the mic. We we have to get you on to do the Micronauts then, because I've, I've oh been the Micronauts the were the box man. All right, that's what we'll do. Next time you're on, we're doing the Micronauts. Because uh, right. I've been aiming to do them for Sounds a couple of years now. Yeah, so we don't even have to do the rest of the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Micronauts were a comic book from 1979 to 84, but it was based on a toy line that apparently Miles Watson purchased. I never had any of the Micronauts. I, I never really had any concept of the Micronauts, although they, I did have one book they did a crossover with the X-Men, X-Men and the Micronauts. Yes. I read that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... But they're basically like uh, alien robots that come into Earth, but when they're in Earth, they're very small. Is that basically what it yeah. is? Hence so. the micro. I actually don't remember, like, the comic books, that, the whole storyline or whatever with the comic, that didn't interest me. The toys, I thought, were super cool. Like, I was yeah, completely I mean, into the toys. They were, they were a different, they were a very different kind of action figure. I remember there was this one, it was almost like amber type of... Uh, it was like a clear plastic, but it was yellow and held together by wire or what have you, you know. So it was like these these squares. Or, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it was it was almost like see-through. Um, it was just a very different kind of action figure. They they were cool. They were they were something completely different. And then when I was in like junior high school and everybody was talking about Transformers, I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like. It, that's, yeah. that's bullshit. Like, for me, I, I, I wasn't the least bit interested in the Transformers because I grew up with Micronauts. So like wasn't having it. Like, Jank is younger than us. Um, so, Jank, do you have any concept of the Micronauts? Yes. I mean, I, I also read those X-Men comics. I think I had a, a, a weird issue of the Micronauts for some reason when I was a kid. I don't remember liking it very much. I'm not sure why why we bought it in the first place, but for some reason <laughs> I had it. <laughs> um, and I think Bug from the Micronauts ended up becoming a bigger part of the Marvel Universe later on. Like, I think he was on the Guardians of the Galaxy at one point. Oh, see, that's what I was going to say. I always remember the Micronauts looking like insects or something. Is that any – maybe it's just one guy or did, they, did any of them look like I think bugs? it's just the one guy. <laughs> okay. Right, Miles? Right. I would have to look. It's been so many years since I've seen yeah. like a Micronaut toy. I would have to. Um, 
I would have to like look at images on them uh, of them on the internet just to kind of remind yeah. myself of what they look like. It's been <clears throat> so long, but uh, yeah, I was definitely I was definitely into the Micronauts. There was no que- as toys. There there was no question about that. Um, All right. We'll definitely do that comic book because uh, I've been meaning to read that for a while, so we'll get to that. All right, number 10 uh, from 1983, Cloak and Dagger. He's never done Cloak and Dagger on Flea Market Fantasy. You, have, you definitely have, I think. I think I think uh, Mike L. did it on the Spider cast. Oh, you know what? No, huh. there was a, dang, there was a New Mutants book where Cloak and Dagger were in that. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so maybe I should cross that off the list. Cause it, but it's still, we didn't do the Cloak and Dagger well, book. Well, yeah, you haven't done the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Miles, fair are, you, are you aware of Cloak and Dagger at all? It's not ringing a bell. It's like a, uh oh. African-American fella who can like go into different dimensions, and then a blonde white lady who dressed in a very sexy outfit. <laughs> yeah. She could, like, shoot. Dagger's <laughs> always a favorite. <laughs> yeah, like little light daggers she would throw. Um <laughs> But uh, they're like a yeah. superhero team. All right, number nine, Cull the Conqueror from 1971 to 1973. All right, I remember the name. That's all I remember about it. Apparently they made a movie of him at some point as well, but I guess this is just a Conan ripoff. Sounds right. Is that all it is, basically? Yeah, it sounds like a Conan ripoff. Although, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but Jack Taylor from Panther Squad was in Conan the Barbarian. I, I did not know that. Who was who was Jack Taylor in Panther Squad? I actually don't know. Let me look it up while yeah. we're talking because <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, let's look this up. <laughs> All right. So while Miles looks that up, uh, that's called the Conqueror. Um, Jank, you never read any, like, Conan or any of that stuff, right? No, that was never really my thing. Yeah, neither me, neither was for me. But um, apparently, like, Conan was one of their bigger books in the 70s, like, for, at Marvel. That was, like one of their top books. And we've never done a Conan issue either on the show, although we did, when Miles was on one time, we did a What What If. if. Yeah, with Conan and Thor. But an actual Conan, because the original Conan series, like Barry Windsor Smith was the original artist on it, so I'd like to check out some of those issues. And then John Buscema took over and had a very long run on it, and he apparently he loved doing that book. He didn't like drawing superhero books. He loved doing Conan. So I'd like to see some of his art on Conan. But, um... So... We'll probably do that at some point as well, but maybe Call the Conqueror as well. Uh, number eight. <laughs> I said issue one of Call the Conqueror as new from the creator of Conan. <laughs> well, you have one idea, and you're just ripping it off, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, maybe it's somehow different, but it seems like it's just a ripoff. Like, it, was he, like, Conan's yeah. buddy? Or, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sticking in the same vein, another spinoff of Conan, or I believe maybe she may have premiered in Call the Conqueror, actually, technically. Uh, Red Sonia. Red Sonia, 1977. There are 15 issues of Red Sonia. Miles, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, Red Sonia, she wears a chainmail bikini. That's her gimmick. Well, I I actually saw the movie Red Sonia. Oh, who who was the Red Sonia in Red Sonia the movie? It's uh, you know Sylvester Stallone's wife. Remember the (laughs) yeah seven foot tall. Oh, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah. that movie sucks. Although although Schwarzenegger does make an appearance in that film. Oh, okay. Uh, Red Sonia in 2011, the comics buyer's guide named her the sexiest woman in comics. Red Sonia number one. <laughs> yeah, she's good looking, busty redhead. So, and I mean, a chainmail bikini. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, num- number seven, Jack of Hearts. 1984, oh, yeah. a, a four-issue limited series. I just discovered this uh, a couple of years ago, but I, I get then he showed up in the Avengers later on. But apparently, this is sure. a, like a fella whose parents were like one was a human and the mom was a space alien or whatever, and then he got some superpowers and then he created a suit to contain the superpowers and the suit looks like the Jack of Hearts from the playing cards. And <laughs> is that the premise, basically? I think so. It's definitely a cool-looking costume. I've never delved much into that character. Yeah. Uh, at some point, we'll do that. I know he died uh, number... in Avengers Disassembled. I remember that. Yeah, I remember reading and then that. And I think yeah. eventually came back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, Cyforce specifically, but we could also throw in Night Mask, Mark Hazard, Merc, and Justice. <laughs> Those are the four remaining Marvel I know the New link Universe. There. Yeah, the Marvel New yeah. Universe books we have in the- Miles, do you remember the Marvel New Universe in 1986 when they tried to launch, like, all those new books? Is that when they did the whole thing of eliminating, like, they tried to collapse the timelines altogether, or what, that, what, that was, what that was, was that? DC. That was DC Comics, Crisis on Infinite oh, okay. Earths, where they yeah. redid their whole continuity. Marvel, right. Jim Shooter had an idea to launch a new universe with eight new titles. And it would be completely different from Marvel. It would be like the world outside your window. That was the tagline. More realistic. No aliens. No uh, crazy shit. Be a, more like yeah, rooted in reality. And then, of course, one of the first books they released was about an alien who came to Earth. And then another book. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's another alien. So it was a complete failure. They had eight that books. That sounds like a Hollywood um, promise. The first four got canceled after one year. And then the final four then left after two years. But we've done four of the books on Flea Market, but these other four we haven't. Cyforce, Night Mask, Mark Hazard, and Justice. So I don't know. Keep an eye on those. Uh, number yeah, five. I've heard of Night Mask, I think. So yeah, that, that was one of the ones familiar. I'd never heard of. Um, Cyforce seems to be somewhat popular, but. Uh, nope. uh, number five, Squadron Supreme, 1985, a 12 issue limited series. It's basically like uh, they first appeared in the Avengers in like 1971. They're like a ripoff of the Justice League. And then Mark Grunwald mm-hmm. uh, had a little series for him in 1985. Never read any of it. Still don't have a great concept of Su- uh, Squadron Supreme. So I'd like to do it at some point. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. Never actually read it myself, but I'm yeah. familiar with the characters a little bit, like Hyperion and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the Superman guy. Miles, here's one I think you might be interested in. Number four, uh, the character's name is Killraven, and he debuted in Amazing Adventures 1973, and they did a series of stories with him in there, and then the the title of the book changed to Killraven for a couple issues, and they went back to Amazing Adventures. But basically, it's based on uh, War of the Worlds, except he's like a survivor of the alien attack. The aliens come back, and uh, they're hunting him, and he and a band of humans are trying to avoid the aliens that are taking over the world. Seems uh, okay. Yeah, um, and he kind of dresses like Sybil Danning in Panther Squad. <laughs> oh. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Kill Raven. Well, you know, <laughs> not nearly as clothed as he should be. Allow the world. Uh, a literature tie-in, Miles. Come on, can't be that bad, right? Well, you know, we got to love our literature tie-ins. <laughs> I, I do love literature tie-ins. 
I'm still waiting for the first Dostoevsky comic book. All right, uh, number three, uh, Super Villain Team Up from 1975 to 80. Ooh. They had two giant size specials and then uh, 17 regular issues. Basically, it's Doctor Doom and another super villain teaming up. They're like the protagonists of the book somehow. So I've never read one, <laughs> and, and I, I'd like to see how they do this. I think the first few issues yeah. it was Doctor Doom and Submariner, and then uh, towards the end it was a lot of Doctor Doom and the Red Skull. But either way, that yeah. sounds dynamite. I would really enjoy Doctor Doom that. and the Red Skull did not get along. Oh, uh, <laughs> do, do you actually read these? Oh yeah, I read the. I mean, I read several tales where Doom and Red Skull went head up against each other. See, Doom was a gypsy, and Red Skull was a Nazi. Oh. So oh, that's uh, they did that not get along. They did not yeah, get that's... along. But I, I would love to read some of that stuff. Uh, so uh, Giants uh, or Supervillain team up. That's what we're looking for there. All right, number two. I love that all their team up books like start are supposed to be like, oh, we're teaming up different characters, but it's always like, let's have Spider Man and all the superhero team yeah. up books, and he'll just team up with somebody <laughs> else, and we'll have a villain yeah, Mar- team up, but it's always Doctor Doom and somebody else. Yeah, Marvel team up. Uh, there's a one with Thing. Uh, Thing was always in it as well. Was that Marvel team up or I don't know. There was one of them where Thing was always maybe. the constant. But uh, all right, so uh, I think it was Marvel two, two and one maybe. Oh, yes, yes, that's what it was, Marvel 2-in-1, because Spider-Man was Marvel team-up. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sure was. All right, at number two from 1989, a four-issue limited series called Damage Control. Oh, Damage yeah. Control. Now, Miles, I don't know if you ever heard of this, but basically uh, it was a gimmick they were doing where the, there's a construction company that has to go around repairing all the damage that superheroes do. So it was kind of like a workplace sitcom in a comic book form, played for kind of like comedy, I guess, is what we're dealing with here. <laughs> I, I kind of like that idea. Isn't that sort of similar to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. idea, that they're basically there just to clean up? Uh... Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is more like an undercover secret government agency, like the CIA kind of thing. So Okay. Yeah, these guys are they, actual cleanup of... Yeah, li- yeah. Let's pick up these yeah, buildings. Yeah, like Agents of Shield they're cleans up, up like missions maybe, but these guys actually do clean up with like brooms and shovels. Um, that's what they <laughs> yeah. do. So, damage control. We'll have to get to that at some point. Now, number one, I totally forgot this book existed, but Miles, I think you will definitely be uh, interested in this book. From 1986 to 1989, it was called Strike Force Moraturi. M-O-R-I-T-U-R-I, Moraturi, I guess that's how you pronounce yeah. it. It's from Marvel, Marvel Comics, and basically the premise here is that aliens invade Earth. Scientists come up with a way to give humans superpowers so they can fight the aliens, but here's the gimmick. If you go through this process to get the superpowers, you have exactly one year to live. Ooh. You, you, that's, that's pretty what great. Civil Danning's gun needed. Yeah, okay. some kind of consequence. That's pretty great, though, right? For a concept, like so, you got to defend your planet, save your species. All right, I'll sacrifice myself to do mm. that. But I, I know in one year I'm going to die. So let's do that. Wow, that's pretty awesome, right? That's grim. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Actually, that's that's a that's a that's a hell of a way to you know thrust the fucking decision on your characters. Yeah. yeah. 
it right it tells you right away all you need to know about that person. Like, yeah, I like that guy. He's sacrificing for others. He's sacrificing his life to try and save his planet. So I'm, I'd be very interested in reading it to see if the concept, uh, you know, lives up, if the book lives up to the concept, you know, if they can execute it that well. Um, I, I can't remember who the the art the writer is. The artist is Brent Anderson. Uh, do you remember him? He did New Mutants and uh, the X Men graphic novel. God loves, man kills. Um, anything? Apparently not. Um, did we lose Jet? Did we lose Jank? I think uh, I think Apollo uh, Creed knocked him out again. Jank? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Hello. The- maybe maybe he ducked on the boxing Hello? program the wrong way. <laughs> All right, Jank, we can hear you. Can you we hear lost you? we lost you there. Can you, can you hear us, Jank? I can hear you. Okay, we can hear you now as well. You're back. All right. Yeah. I was very concerned. <laughs> All right. I thought there was a slip and fall at home. Something happened. But, I don't have my life alert on. But I was just saying the artist is Brent Anderson for that Strike Force moratory. Uh, do you uh, remember that guy? X-Men graphic novel? Yeah. 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 So there it is. The, 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 Miles, there's a couple good choices on there, right? Strike Force Moratory and uh, Micronauts. I think they're right up your alley. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm down. All right. We'll go with one of those. I think we got to go with Micronauts just because you actually had the toys and you love yeah, them. Yeah, got a real passion. And, and also, Mike L. loves the Transformers, so I want you to come on the show and just shit on the Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I could do that. Yeah. That's that's not a clown shoes. Anything that's not a problem. I'm always for. You know. You know. It, it, it's funny because <laughs> because Michael is Michael. You know, he's intelligent, thoughtful, Canadian. Well, that's not crazy, um, but all right. <laughs> but he. He, I, his, his comic book choices fill you with rage, and then I, I come on the show, having no skin in the game, and I'm like, hmm, how can I make it worse? How can I antagonize Mike Dell? Oh, let's let's mention Batman, yeah, and then it just Batman. all goes fucking downhill do from there. I sit yeah. back, I crack a beer, I don't say much, everything goes to hell. Yeah, I think you son of a bitch. You picked a Batman book, I believe, on but didn't you pick Batman Special One on uh episodes? I think that was your choice, right? Mike W. Oh, Barr. Yeah. Batman like One that uh, Batman Special? Yeah, yeah that was, yeah, was mine. Yeah. Yeah, I that was a good one. It it wasn't as well drawn as I remembered by any means, yeah. but it was a good story. <laughs> yeah, it did um, Cliff there. It was a really good story. But uh yeah, um, not not a, not a the art I remembered as being amazing, and then when I reread it, I was like, this art's nowhere near as good as I remembered. But the story I really like. So, so there it is, Miles Watson. Uh, he'll be doing Micronauts at some point on Flea Market Fantasy. So look for that. All right, Miles, we've kept you a very long time. We should probably let you go. I'm sure you're very busy. You're probably just getting uh, getting ready to go out on the town, right? Friday night, gonna go get it done, right? Uh, it it's it it's done. Trust me, I'm, I've had enough. We got a, we got a three way week, three day weekend. I'm Ooh, three way weekend. Yeah, three way. Yeah, civil it's, danning. It's, 
Well, three. <laughs> if I if I trust me, if I could uh, if I could get Sybil Danning from from say the Howling period, I wouldn't hey. need a three way. <laughs> but Miles Watson, uh, the idea of the three way and Sybil Danning, who would be like another B movie lady uh, to fill that out? Do you have another favorite besides Sybil Danning? Because we've sat, we've encountered yeah, there was many a girl here on this show. Yeah, Shit. Michelle what Bauer, the hell was her name? Nate Quigley. Was it short? <laughs> what the fuck was that girl's name? There was a Oh, that's going to bug me now. Um, what was the movie, or what, what kind of stuff did she do? I actually ended up buying an entire a magazine off a rack just to look at this girl. Was it Julie <laughs> wow. something? Julie Strain. Hold on a second. Julie Strain? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like a, yeah. a buck. Yeah, it was Julie lady, Strain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you want to talk B-movies. Yeah. Julie Strain was a... Uh, Here's, here's she puts the thing. a strain on your main vein. Boom. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I remember Julie um, Strain. Your pants will be kid. straining at the seams. But we, we yeah, never watched the You were the when you were like 16 and you saw her, yeah. We've never watched the <laughs> Julie Strain movie here on the show, but uh, Andy Sedaris' the son made like two movies, and she's in both <gasps> of them. Or at least she's in one of them. Yes. So we'll, we'll definitely watch uh, Miami Connection. It's not the Miami Connection. Miami something. No. Miami... Dallas connection, I think it's instead of Miami connection, I think it's Dallas something. But she's oh, okay. in that, so we'll definitely watch that. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. But Miles, you want to hear something Ooh. that'll blow your mind? Julie Strain was married to one of the co-creators of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that does that does confuse me a great deal. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> when I found that out, I was very confused. Like what? <laughs> so so she had money. Yeah, because they got divorced well. and she took the money. I think so. But why? How did that happen? Some nerdy <laughs> comic sense. book dude who made a book about turtles marries Julie Strain. How did that even happen? Like I don't get it. <laughs> My guess I mean, is how long were they married it, for? Maybe this was their plan. You have to all figure get it was there, a Hollywood party. <laughs> they had yeah, to meet at a Hollywood party. She's just a big fan of turtles. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Man, when I was at uh, when I was at K and B Studios, the effects company, um, huge effects uh, makeup effects company in L.A. does all Tarantino's movies, Robert Rodriguez, all that shit. Does the Orville, does the Walking Dead, through the Walking Dead, Umbrella Academy, all that. When I was there, my boss in the foam room, running foam latex, hated the Mutant Ninja Turtles so much <laughs> that if you, they, there was a guy, Mike, who, who worked there who used to draw Ninja Turtles and he would put them up on the walls. And <laughs> this guy, I won't mention his name, he would flip the fuck out. And one day I joked, I just jokingly said, like, hey, you know, because we, we had all this art on the walls. You know, these guys are all artists. They're all painters and sculptors and everything. Just their casual doodles you would put in a frame. They were amazing. So one day, Mike draws Ninja Turtles, like, attacking the boss. And I said, I'll give you, I'll give you $50 if you put that on the wall. And he goes, no, I'm not going to fucking do it. He'll flip shit. You don't understand how much he hates it. But I didn't really understand. So when the boss came in, I go, Hey, there's this drawing of Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he goes, shut the fuck up. And I was like, Jesus Christ, he's not kidding. He really hates the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. Yeah. He hates it. And and the only time he ever approved of me bringing it up 
was when I mentioned that in the Stephen King book, The Stand, there, there's, there's a scene where, where a guy is reading the Mutant Ninja Turtles after the world has ended, right? 99.8% of the population is dead. The world is, is destroyed. And a guy is sitting around, he's, re, he's reading a Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book, and he goes, reading the Mutant Ninja Tur- Ninja Mutant t- Teenage Fucking Turtles, he goes, <laughs> made you think that maybe the extermination of mankind wasn't such a bad thing after all. <laughs> and then he goes and he's like, he threw Donatello and Michelangelo and the rest of his numbfuck buddies across the room. You know, he threw it. And I, I read this to uh, the boss and he was like, he kind of, he didn't laugh. He just kind of looked at me and kind of nodded like, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> he got right. it. You had your, you got your one pass of mentioning those wretched motherfuckers in my phone room. And I was like, wow, this, I don't know what this guy's problem is, but he hey, did he he's work on the Turtles movie or something? And I don't know if it was. Yeah, I mean, it could have been something like that where he worked on it and he had a bad experience, or it could have just been aesthetically he thought they were annoying. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, it's yeah. one of those things I couldn't ask him. I couldn't sit down and be like, "Hey, what's yeah. the story?" Because you couldn't even bring it up without getting this look like I'm going to cut your head off. So maybe he, he wanted to marry. Maybe he wanted to marry Julie Strain, and Kevin Eastman Ooh, beat him well, to it. Oh, well, when and I was she, when I was about eighteen, I wanted to marry Julie Strain too. So there you go. She was married. She was married to Kevin Eastman. He was the artist uh, on the the book, and they were married for mm-hmm. eleven years. So well, I wanted to wow. enter into a polygamous polygamous relationship with Julie Strain and uh, Sybil Danning back in yeah, the mid-80s, but yeah. I was rejected <laughs> on a number of different levels, so that didn't happen. Uh, it didn't, it, it we, didn't unfold the way I thought it was going to. I was rejected 12 times. Julie Strain is six yeah. feet one inches tall, a very tall lady. Wasn't she? Six feet one. She was. She, she's deceased yeah. now, right? She's no, she's her. still alive. She's still alive. <laughs> No, what? I think she's passed. Yeah, no. I don't think she's still with her. R.I.P. Julie Strain. What? Yeah, she I think died she died away. What the fuck? How'd she die? I don't know, but I remember hearing about it on the on the news or what have you, and I was like, what? Because, you know, she was... It's not like she wasn't healthy looking, if you get my meaning. So when I, when <laughs> I heard about it, I was like, are you fucking... Like, is that a joke? Because you know how on the internet... Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of hope like Ray Liotta, you know, God rest his soul. Like he died, and I didn't. People were asking me, "Oh, hey, what do you think about Ray Liotta?" And I, I didn't say anything about it for two days because I didn't think it was real. Well, all right. Yeah. Same thing happened when Robin Williams died. Yeah, I, I was like, "No, like, nah, that's not real." I'm reading up about yeah. it. According to the Wikipedia page, uh, much of her youth was wiped out from her memory by retrograde amnesia due to a head injury she suffered. From when falling off a horse in her 20s. Then, in oh, November yeah. 2018, her boyfriend, Dave Graham, announced that she was in the late stages of dementia, believed to be the result of her fall, and she was receiving uh, hospice care at home. That's horrific. So, that is horrific. Yeah, she, she was 58 when she passed. Um, in 2020, there was a press release saying that she had died but it was incorrect they had to retract it and then like one year later she actually did die at uh, 58 that is horrible. nobody believes it at that point yeah i had no idea yeah i didn't know i didn't know that was the cause of death i thought it was cancer or something you know like that strikes and then because you know obviously 
she was she had a lot of life. So when you when you look at a, a person like that, you just you expect that it was just something. I, I had no idea that it was an external event that that caused that to happen. That's terrible. Yeah, it happens uh, in your twenties, and it comes back to get you all yeah. later. Yeah, the whole your whole life. But that you know, in all seriousness, that's the whole thing. Like people talk about. We talked about the getting knocked out and knocked in and everything. If you, if you if you have listened to somebody like Joe Rogan, for example, you know when he was decided he wanted to be a professional fighter, he had like three fights and he was getting blackouts and shaking hands and memory, you know, spells and everything. Like there are people like Marvin Hagler that can have seventy pro fights against the toughest fighters in the world, Jake LaMotta, a hundred fights, take thousands of punches to the head, and it just doesn't affect them. And then there's other people that get hit in the head a couple of, they get two or three concussions and they're fucked. So yeah. fortunately the brain is an incredibly, you know, complicated mechanism. And for some people it doesn't take much. That's, that's, that's unfortunate. That's, that's why I, I'm not a professional fighter, Miles. That's the only reason. Cause we got to protect my brain. You know, we have to <laughs> but what brain. about, well, in your case, it's far too fucking late to protect <laughs> anything that this you have. <laughs> Must be protected at all costs. No, no, it must be destroyed at all costs. We need to substitute the the word protected for annihilated, exterminated, and utterly destroyed. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Because you like ALF. In fact, fact, Mike Dell, the fact that you like ALF is proof that your brain took some kind of fucking heavy trauma, like somebody hit you with a studded baseball bat when you were still a baby, and influenced the development of your thoughts. Well, when I was a kid... I don't know if I ever shared this on the show, but my favorite snack when I was a kid was paint chips. I used to eat a lot of paint chips. <laughs> <laughs> but see, see, people listen to this and go, oh, he's joking. But you like Dow, so it's true. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> All right, well, Miles Watson. They uh, taste about the same as the here. good beans. <laughs> yeah, the good beans. Hey, Miles, I eat a lot of roasted chickpeas. You ever eat a lot of roasted chickpeas? They're very good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're delicious, right? Everyone makes fun of me. Why are you going to tell me that they've been linked to liking <laughs> no, Alf? Because no, no. that ain't fucking true. Because I've eaten a lot, <laughs> and I fucking hate Alf. They're just linked to monkey pie. But I'm proud of them. I'm proud of eating the uh, roasted chickpeas. But everyone makes fun of me for doing it because uh, they say they're very dry. And uh, but yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, it's a good source of protein. You know, it's, uh, that. Uh, so yeah. So is uh, so is Alf. If you spit him <laughs> through his ass, out his mouth, and roast him for twelve hours. <laughs> He's delicious. <laughs> I'll dare you. All right, uh, Miles, let's tell the kids, uh, hey, you just sent me a book. I got that email right before the show. You sent over your new book. Um, I, I, I don't did. know if I'll be able to get to it right away, so I'm doing some other books. No, it's all right. right it's, it's, but, uh, like everything else I write, it's it's overwritten and it's early draft. So, yeah, so it's yeah. – it's, uh, Okay. It's, you're going to need multiple sandwiches to get through it. I'll probably be able to get to it like <laughs> this week. Uh, you know. Or in your case, an ice cube and a French fry. There you go. That's more like it. <laughs> but uh, everyone should go buy Miles's books at Amazon and uh, go one nine books. You can dot uh, com. You can find links to it. Again, uh, Cage Life, Knuckle Down, Sinners Cross are the big three. Devils, you know, the uh, short story collection. Then you have a bunch of other stories you could buy individually, right? Uh, All true. Wow. And if you go on to the Hollywood Godfather podcast, oh, uh, right. I am, yeah, I am episode one sixty. Um, Ooh, nice. interviewed uh, by Gianni Russo and Megan Haran, and of course uh, your guest and mine, Patrick yeah. Piccarelli. 
Pat Piccarelli. Yeah. Had a yeah, great I time on Pat. the show. I talked to yeah. Pat uh, last week, was I think. I don't know. But uh, he's doing well because he had to have eye surgeries, plural. Do you remember that? He had yeah. Eye yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but he seems to be doing well. So uh, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, it was my poison that gave him the eye surgery. I, I keep trying to get rid of him, but it's impossible to kill him. Pat Piccarelli cannot be killed. Yeah, he can't tough. be killed. I've tried hundreds of times. It's like hundreds of separate attempts. He's, he's very back. tough, that Pat Piccarelli. Car but, bomb. Hey, I, I, found, I found out something pretty uh, disappointing, though, about Pat recently. I, I think he, he may have told me this years ago, and I just blocked it from my mind. But uh, we were talking a couple Is months back. his mustache he, he was fake the whole time? No, it was a real mustache. But uh, oh, he thank loves God. Batman. <laughs> he's a big fan of Batman. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, Mike, oh, that must have been such a bitter pill for you. Yeah, it was, it was, he loves <laughs> Batman. <laughs> so, I don't know. Batman's a hero. We'll, a hero for the next people. Next time we have him on the show, we'll have to talk Batman with him. Get, get into his love of Batman. Sweet. That was the thing. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Pat, Pat Piccarelli versus Mike Dell. <laughs> They they were they were friends and allies, but that was just it. That was it. That was done. He loves Batman. <laughs> you got to pick one or the other. If you're if you're friends yeah. with Mike Dell, you got to you, you you just have to you have to declare your allegiances. You got to be like, no, 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 I renounce Batman. And Pat said, "Fuck you, I won't do it." Piece of shit. But, uh, and it was all over. So hopefully uh, we'll get Pat on the show soon as well, because uh, he's working on a new yeah. book with some other actor. He told me I, I can't remember the actor's name. Some uh, some guy I can't remember. But uh, anyway, <laughs> Taylor Kitsch. No, it's not Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> but, um, I think it was. Uh, if we're allowed to talk about it, I think it was Michael Berryman, the, uh, yeah. the famous guy from The Goonies and The Hills Have Eyes and all that. Oh, we just talked about him last week. Oh wait, shit! He, that's hmm. the guy he's doing the book with. If we're allowed to talk about it, yeah, that's that's. Uh, wow. Cause I That's who he's the doing the book with. I believe I, I he was, he was in Auntie Lee's meat pies, and uh, was he? Yeah, he played, he's in. He's in a lot of shows. He played Larry. <laughs> yeah, he played, he played Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when when, when I was sure looking did. through the cast of, because I I know that guy's famous, but I, when I saw his name, I was like, ah, oh, that name's familiar for some reason. And that's why, because I just talked to Pat like a few days before that, and he told me about the book. So yeah, it all it all comes together. All right, how about that? Wow. Pat Pat meets the most interesting people, and yeah, that's that's sure all there is to it. You know, every time I think, you know, I've always thought this about Pat. I said, every time I think, you know, like I've, I've really done a lot of shit. I've met a lot of people. And, uh, you yeah. know, I never think that in Hollywood, in sports, in gangsters. You know, I've met. I've done all that, and in makeup effects and acting, and these fucking gangsters and different and just sports athletes, Mike Tyson, and all stuff. And then and then Pat will start talking about his life and the things he's done, and I'm like, shit. It's yeah. just it's like you're a Jedi Knight, and then Yoda starts talking, well, that's <laughs> and you realize you're, you're just like fuck. You just kind of sit down. You don't say anything for the rest of the night. <laughs> like, I got well, nothing, I man. Met Carl Weathers and like charmed the pants off him. He, he probably did. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> Carl Weathers probably yeah, loves yeah. Pat. Yeah, yeah. He probably loves Pat. And he, <laughs> I, where, meanwhile, he's got a re- fucking restraining order against me because I. <laughs> uh, 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 nice to meet you, champ. Uh, fucking puking all over myself with admiration uh, for Apollo Creed. But Miles, all the stuff you've done, and you feel that way about Pat. 
I feel that yeah. way when I listen to, to uh, Kevin Jank. Because like uh, I, <laughs> because of his I, boxing skills. <laughs> well, I haven't done much at all. He's done slightly more than me, and it makes me feel like he's had. Himself. I don't know about that. He leaves the house. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what's he's that an like? accountant. <laughs> he, yeah, what's, <laughs> what's that like leaving the house? That is nuts. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: you don't there. want to know, so I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're worried about. <laughs> it's crazy. So anyway, right, like in the movie Dogtooth, we just tell him about things on Ooh. the outside world. Yeah, hey, hey, Miles, yeah we make up shit. See, Miles, did you yep. ever see the movie Dogtooth? <laughs> we were talking about it last week on the show. Dogtooth? The movie what? It's called Dogtooth. It's made by some Greek director. I can't, I can't remember his name. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. Yorgos Lanthimos. No. No, honestly, <laughs> I've awesome never heard movie. of it. It's an awesome movie. Uh, you should check it out. And, uh, uh, he also made a great movie called uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer with um, Colin Farrell mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what's that other lady? Whatever the fuck her name is. But, um, Nicole Kidman? Yeah, Nicole Kidman. But that's a really good movie. And, yeah, he makes these weird, okay. obscure films, but uh, they're very uh, strange. Yeah. Some good, like, quirky <laughs> dialogue. Yeah, it's good stuff, though. But anyway, all right, Miles. Well, thank you so much for spending so much time with us. And uh, go out there on the town now and get it done. Uh, burn it down. Yeah. I will. I'll do just exactly that. I'm not in any way just going to drink a beer and 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 look up images of Sybil Banning from 1979. <laughs> <laughs> not going to do right, that. Ma- all right, Miles Watson. Thanks, We won't buddy. judge you. Thanks, Miles. I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch. Good night, all. All right, there he goes. The Miles Watson. Uh, a good, good fellow spending so much time with us. And, uh, yeah. Jake, we're, we cracked across midnight here. So I think technically <laughs> yep. we have 13 we minutes 12 left. minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's try and, let's try and fill these 12 minutes with some, uh, <laughs> some comedy gold. I don't know. Uh, Jake, did you, well, uh, <laughs> I know you've been busy boxing. Have you watched any other movies or anything this week? Um, sadly not much because I feel like everything in the world was coming out today. So, <laughs> oh, like, like, Shorzy came out that. today. Um, oh. Stranger Things came out today. So I watched the first about episode and a half of Stranger Things so far. Um, not my favorite season <laughs> so far, I would have to say. Um, I, my, from what I gather, like, it kind of went downhill right in season two. Like, was season two any good? Yeah, I like season two. Even season three okay. I thought was pretty good. But I don't know. I'm not digging this one. It seems like they're trying to jam in a lot of new characters, and it's like, who cares? <laughs> I don't like any okay. of these people. <laughs> Stick to the core. Have scenes with them together. That's what I'm looking for here. Uh, yeah, so you um, said the, Shorzy uh, this, came out today as well? Yeah, I think I think Shorzy came out today. So I'll have to watch that. And that's, coming out, on, and that's coming out on Hulu, or do you mean it came out in Canada, and then we got to wait? Oh, I thought it came out in the U.S. today. Okay. I should check the Hulus and make sure it's up, but yeah, I think it's up. I'll probably give that a whirl, you know, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks. I think the reviews are good. I haven't seen too much, but it seemed like people were liking it. Yeah, all right. I like the hockey. Uh, yeah, I've just been watching yeah. the hockey. Um, have you wa- but you haven't watched anything else? No, no movies or anything? Um, the... The mid-season finale of Better Call Saul happened on Monday, but 
Tuffy's not here, so we can't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got nothing for better call Saul. Um, all right. I'm trying, I was going to watch, uh, there are a couple movies. When I was looking for movies that we could watch, um, I was going to uh, recommend uh, a movie called Black Dynamite, which is like a more Ooh, yeah. spoof of black exploitation films of the 70s. And I think it's yeah, for it free Michael on Amazon. White. Yeah, have you seen it? No. I want to, though. It's oh, good well, thing. I would have picked it, I know. But uh, Amazon Prime has it, until, but I think it's le- it might be leaving Amazon Prime in like a week or something, I think. or Maybe I'm confusing oh. that with different <laughs> movies. Um, but yeah, you might want to watch it before June 1st, I think. I don't know. Um, Sounds I don't like know. you did not I, watch I 11 to... movies this week. <laughs> no, I considered it. Because then I was going to watch Kung Fu Hustle as well. I saw that was somewhere. I heard good things about Kung Fu Hustle. Did you ever watch that? No. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, just uh, watching the hockeys, and uh, that's about it. And the wrestlings. Yeah, the wrestlings and the hockeys. That's about all I'm watching. Nice. Uh, anything else to discuss? What's going on the wrestling? Anything? I, just, I uh, saw, like, Sasha Banks got indefinitely suspended, I think. Is yeah, that her, what happened? her and Naomi are indefinitely suspended, and they took all their merchandise off the WWE shop store. They took Ooh. down all their merchandise. Yeah, that's a blow because <laughs> the wrestlers make hurt, a lot yeah. of money. They they make a good chunk of money off the merch. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to sting. Um, but yeah, there there has been no real development in that at all. Oscar um, and is now the the pay per view is next Sunday or Saturday. I can't remember what day. Oh, yeah. But uh, the pay per view will feature Oscar versus, versus Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair triple threat. Now Becky weaseled her way in. So uh, it'd be a triple threat. As we predicted last week, we said Becky will probably get her way in there. Um, what else? Yeah, Any Alexa sign of Bliss? Alexa Bliss in this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she was on the uh, last – I don't know if she's going to be on the pay-per-view. I, she showed up on Raw a little bit. She wrestled uh, Nikki Ash, I believe, old Nikki Cross, oh. and um, her former tag team partner. And uh, – but uh, I think that's it. I don't think she's going to be on the pay-per-view because I don't think there's a rivalry yet with her and anybody. Um, but she is on Raw every week now, so that's something. You should tune in for that. Uh, that's about it. Not much else happening in the wrestling world. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're done here. Next week, Tuffy should be back. Probably the Ed will call. Yeah. So that'll be something. Jank, it's your turn to pick a movie. Any ideas yet? Or will you... Uh, I've got two in mind. I think I'm going to go with, uh, we watched Miracle Beach. I think it's time to go back to the beach again with uh, South Beach Academy. I almost picked that this week. <laughs> yeah. I almost picked it. I did a little bit of research, and it seems like it's going to deliver where Panther Squad let us down. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, because it's on Tubi. It has uh, Al Lewis. Grandpa Munster in it. Yep. And Corey, uh, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we might be able to get Larry back to watch a Corey Feldman movie. Maybe Larry will oh, come back. You can only hope. Yeah, uh, yeah I, that was one of the contenders along Panther Squad. I had a, a few in that. Yes. Yeah. Academy. It seems like it's the movie I always wanted Side Out to be, where it's like, why are they <laughs> making a movie about these doofuses playing volleyball when it could be about hot chicks playing volleyball? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Finally, week, someone took the hint. South Beach Academy, right here next week. Get us in the mood for summer. 
you know? Yeah. Academy, so. Exactly. The man. All right, that, <laughs> that'll be good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Tuffy should be back. Maybe the Ed. I don't know what else. Um, yeah. So there you go. I got right, top so 11s got, if we ever need them. But. Yeah, that's right. You still <laughs> got them in the holster. So keep those handy. So we got to thank the Ed for calling. Appreciate the Ed. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how he got from Oklahoma yeah. to Vegas in like an hour, but uh, I don't know how that works. <laughs> <I> know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, I, God, the mind boggles. <laughs> yes. We got to thank uh, Miles Watson uh, on Twitter. I think he's the Miles Watson on the Twitters. And uh, go to one nine books dot com. Get all his books. Find him at Amazon dot com as well. And I thanks to Kevin Jank for being uh, janky. Good job, Jank. The best. <laughs> and, one thing uh, I can always do. And good luck with the boxing. <laughs> stick with the boxing. You'll lose the weight. Yeah. Stick with it. And uh, I will. Once you do it, as much as my arms will allow me to. The toughest part is uh, starting, you know. But once you do it, uh, you love it. You, you'll get that endorphin rush, you know, and uh, you'll you'll feel better when you exercise, you know. So you'll be like, oh, this yeah, is I definitely. I mean, I I do enjoy it. So I, it's not like I'm going to give up on it like I do most other exercise. <laughs> it's just a question of my arms cooperating <laughs> and letting right, me yeah. do it. Yeah, they'll get stronger. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, that'll get, get better. Yeah. 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 Those muscles will work out. Yeah. That soreness. It's just the muscles breaking down, so you know they're they're tearing, and then they got to heal. But when they heal, Jank, they'll get bigger. So you get these big old pythons. You'll be uh, like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know? Yeah, any day now. That'd be awesome. Then you can beat up Clubber Lang when you're Hulk Hogan. You know, you take him down. Yeah, uh, Thunderlips will take on Clubber Lang. Get <laughs> old Thunderlips. All right, uh, so thanks, Jank, and uh, I guess until next week, pass the munchie, Governor Gabby.